Yeah, so uh, Young Sean. I want to kind of, yo, let me tell you what I came across, man. What up, everybody? What's up, fam? Yo, nephew. First of all, I'm happy you're feeling better because that's that's the most important thing right in the world. All right. The pre-bump, we ringing the bell. But yo, kid, I want to, I, I just want to, yo, I want to run something by the people and then we're going to do the classic replay and then... Yo, I bumped into this 1994 uh, Tupac interview on BET with the great Ed Gordon. And it, and I'll never forget that it was such a standout interview. And um, he was kind of speaking prophecy in, in, on some terms and then he was just being himself or... He was doing whatever, but he was really a special artist, Tupac was. So, so like, and a special person. And unfortunately, he got swayed over to that dark side and it ended up costing him, you know, his life and the life of another rap icon. And God knows how many little foot soldiers in between. So what I want to do today, Young Sean, is we, this is episode 147, um, I want to talk about something really quick that disturbs me, but I'm trying to save a lot of ammo for the new 2022 season, right? I want to talk about that. Let's go into the replay. Uh, I think this is a replay of episode 106. Um, But of course, with our new material, it's going to make this officially 147. But family, go to Spotify, put in the Jeff is Moody show, put in Reach One Network and listen to all the on demands. Listen, if you if you're just coming aboard, I understand how you can be confused because you hear a bounce one week. Then the next week is like some talking before the bounce. But I'm on hiatus. I, I have the same vacation you guys have. But mine's I come back when I want to. So, family, listen, this is the hiatus. We go all year hard as hell giving you brand new content without fail. So when we go on hiatus, we play replays, but the the standard of the Jeff is Moody show is to always give you guys some new material in the beginning of a replay. So even our replays are fresh. Family, don't bail out when you see replay. I got a couple of uh, people to pay, uh, 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 cuss out young Sean over that. I was about to say I got some people to piss off because I do. Because I'm going to say some things to some of y'all. But for our long timers, y'all know how we get down every hiatus. 2022 is coming. The heat is coming. The fire is coming. Brand new bounce is coming. Jaha, what up? So, young Sean, let me let me let me get into this kind of kind of quickly. Yes, family, do that. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, this is a new show to you. If you're established here, this portion right here is new to you anyway. So why would you dip on the replay? You know, like, yo, I'm telling you, man, broadcasters, podcasters, everybody, uh, music, musicians, everybody. They got such an ill problem with with people's attention span, but they don't say it because they have to ask kiss a lot. I don't. It's a replay. If you've been following me for years, you know, I don't leave you hanging. Speaking of hanging, young Sean, not your fault because you weren't feeling well, but family, I think for the first time, 
our on demand wasn't up for a week. So I did all this promotion for last week's show, episode 146, right, young Sean? It was like, oh, he got him a white mesh. And people were pissed. It was like, Moody, since when are you playing this angle and da-da-da-da? That's because motherfuckers don't listen. They just read, but they don't comprehend. It was a really good pre-bump, y'all. Last week, episode 146, oh, he got him a white bitch. If y'all didn't listen to it, it'll be on On Demand tomorrow, today or Tuesday, okay? It was a good show. It didn't get it didn't go up because of technical issues. It happens sometimes. We on hiatus. We got a lot of things to work out. Family, listen, the listening of our platforms are going to change up just a little bit for some of you, not all of you. All right. So when you see the replay, please hop on in, y'all. Listen to what we saying, because I'm going to give you updates first. Then I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about right now. So, young Sean. I want to say this real quick because I, I, I need to do a panel with this one. I don't want to hog all this up for myself. We, we, we're going to do this pre-bump. We're going to do the replay. And, and then we're going to play that Tupac stuff. Okay. So the title of today's show, family, episode 147 is killing over vagina and child support. And I call it the coward's way out, because as you all know, this is not a new trend over the course of decades upon decades, probably hundreds of years. Men have been killing women and other men over uh, uh, pussy. And women have been killing other women and men over some penis. And you start thinking about how crazy that shit is, right? And I think what made everything really crazy is um, uh, we've seen a lot of insanity on social media, especially with FB Live. But last week, Guys, or week before, whenever it was, do did y'all see the loser? I'm calling him a loser. A lot of you people are like, yo, you don't know what he was going through. He's going through the stress. That child support breaking a black man down in the system. The system breaking. A- no, fuck that. Nigga killed a pregnant woman and an unborn child. And the motherfucker went in and killed the ex-wife who may have been a bitch. I don't know her. But he killed him over uh, child support and stress. Now, everybody's capable of stressing because I get a lot of pushback when I talk back against men. You want to know what's really funny, y'all? Motherfuckers love if I bash women and women love if I bash men. But you motherfuckers rarely are, are openly saying, yo, get a moody when I start bashing when I bash, when I'm bashing who 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 you necessarily wouldn't want me to bash. So when I'm bashing women and I'm right, a lot of y'all be like, that's right, tell the truth. But most of y'all are like, that's fucked up. The brothers love when I go in on women, but they don't love when I go in on brothers for t- and telling the truth. What a bitch ass society we live in. I'm on break. I'm on vacation. I don't give a fuck how you feel. Yo, if I wasn't on break and vacation, I wouldn't give a fuck. (laughs) Anyway, young Sean. So this loser, he gets on Facebook Live or IG Live. I don't know what he was on, guys. And he 
he's a mild-mannered guy, it seems. He rather large fellow, and he's saying, "Well, you know, my, my he, he he narrates the story. He says my wife has put me through hell and." with the child support and stuff and she's not letting me see my children i just snap you know like i never thought i would be the person and then you know when i broke up with her i met another woman and i had a baby and she's put me through she's pregnant and she's having she's do, putting me through the same thing see because while all of you are doing the gender wars i'm looking at things a little bit differently and i'm like so let me get this straight loser and i'm not even giving you a rest in peace Let me get this straight, loser. You got child issues with one woman who's breaking your back with child support and stuff. So your your solution was to meet another woman and and get her pregnant. But flies must draw shit because then we see that this man killed a pregnant woman and an innocent child then he did a, a, a social media live and then he said well I can't go to jail so I've killed my ex I've shot her in the head and now my wife is next I'm going to go kill my wife and then I'm going to do myself that's what he said if you guys don't already know about that which most of you do just google it man kills ex and then kills wife on, on live social media live it'll pop up he's a loser you, you, you go moody, well, that's fucked up, my dude. Have you ever been through that kind of situation? No, because I have a tendency, yeah, yeah. The whole time I was coming up, I had a tendency not to stick my dick everywhere and make kids. And then when, because I have a I have one child by one woman, I happen to be married to her. Uh, and I don't know if she'll ever drag me uh, for child support because <laughs> my child's 19. <laughs> No, I'm not laughing at death or anything. I'm just saying she's not the type. I paid attention to who I married. So this guy's getting like sympathy comments from people like, yo, that shit will break your back. And I would imagine it was. Don't don't think I don't know how a man could, could lose it like Michael Douglas and falling down. Y'all remember that movie? Don't don't think I don't understand how a man or woman could lose it. But here's what I'm saying. Uh, 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 look, fella, uh, according to your arrest record, they didn't try to vilify you because you killed a black woman. So they don't really give a fuck anyway. They just put your regular shit out there. You got domestic abuses, charges running up and down the line. The, the lady filed for separation. The woman fucking begged the police to protect her from you. That's the kind of guy you are. And then uh, it, it would just so happen that you meet another random chick who puts you through the same thing. I wonder why. Because I come from the school, young Sean, where, where if everybody treats you the same, you got to start looking at yourself. It doesn't mean everybody is right. It just means you got to self-analyze. Fella, I'm assuming you were a fucked up guy because you would kill a pregnant woman with an unborn child. It's pretty fucked up. And then you would go stand in front of your wife's residence and go, oh, folks, there goes my wife now. And this motherfucker literally marched in her house and killed the woman and killed herself. That's the coward's way out. You know, Hitler was a coward. 
Like Don Trump is a coward, but Don, Don Trump is far too narcissistic, nar, nar, too much of a narcissist or narcissistic to off himself. He loves himself too much, even though we know he's a loser. Hitler was a loser. Jim Jones was a loser. I mean, these motherfuckers are losers. And I'm sorry. I know that the child support system is unfair to men. I get it. I got that. I understand it. I don't knock brothers when they don't want to have babies or get married. I don't I don't do it at all because it's a fucked up system. But I'm not condoning nobody just killing people. The fuck you? What you killed your ex for because of what she said? Because you snapped. Now, I come from a violent background and I've been known to snap, but never been known to shoot a woman in the head because I didn't I didn't choose women that stressed me too much. I think I've been cheated on one time and I wasn't even really tripping on that because at that stage uh, I was cheating also. (laughs) Well, I was and I don't know if I've been cheating on before. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, while I have shot many guns in my lifetime, and that's all you need to know, I've never thought about shooting any woman I was with, including my queen. I might have had a violent outrage. I don't know. You know, Mrs. Moody has never been punched, slammed, flung. I don't, she's never been shot, stabbed, sliced, burnt. Uh, never, 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 never. And she's a pain in the butt. She's just not a pain in the butt to the degree where I want to hurt her. And she and she's too pretty to be hurting. Not saying that an unattractive woman should be hurt, young Sean. I'm just saying my wife is too cute to hurt. She's too cute. She she pisses you off and, they, and you can't do shit to her anyway. But she doesn't piss me off where I want to hurt her. When she was pregnant with my child, I didn't want to uh, shoot her in the head. Because that's shit that cowards do. So you guys got to forgive me for not forgiving fucking cowards. So if you guys haven't heard about that story, I want you to go check it out. He snapped. He snapped. Child support, she putting them through hell. And y'all know how evil some women can be. Y'all better stop doing the black woman. That's another thing people get mad at me about because I won't let them exclusively uh, uh, stereotype black women. All women torture men with child support and stuff. Every race, creed, and color. Er, 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 body. And depriving a man from his child could make a motherfucker a bit murderous. I would imagine. But you guys have some self-control. You know, like it's you got to have self-control and you got to not be a bitch ass nigga. I don't respect no guy that kills women and unborn children and then kills himself where he can't suffer the consequences of his actions. Sorry, guys. I'm just not pro guy like that. And you shouldn't be either. Anyway, young Sean, uh, uh, so there's stories all over the place. You know, we got cops. Yo, you got cops that have killed their wife and children. You got politicians that have shot their families. You got all, if you name it from every background, rich, poor, whatever, you got men and women and women too, and women too, who have snapped, who have killed motherfuckers over some penis, 
or kill somebody over some 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 vagina. And y'all women thought it was funny when Angela, I was about to say Angela Winbush, when Angela Bassett burnt a nigga clothes up in his in his luxury car and in in uh um uh 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 Stella got a groove back and then she go and got a gang of dick from an island boy. But with all due respect to the great Angela Bassett, she was only playing the character. She's just a ratchet bitch in that movie. <laughs> to be honest with you. Ain't nothing cool about that. Yo, ain't nothing fly about that, y'all. I see couples together that they like to argue. They like, they like the thrill of arguing and physical physical uh confrontations and mental breaking each other down and get i don't like arguing and fussing that's why as i got older i learned how to ignore everybody ain't ain't no woman that bleach a man clothes or burn a man clothes that ain't y'all applauding for that shit no wonder y'all so fucked up A dude kill a, a pregnant woman and an unborn child and y'all motherfuckers applaud that shit because of the, what the system did to him? Every black man in America should be bucking at somebody. You know, but you know us though? Party and bullshit. Party and bull. Hey, look, by the way, 2022, Republicans about to take the House and the Senate back. They about to get all that. But I know y'all, I know y'all, party and bullshit. 2024 is going to be another Republican uh, president because nobody gives a fuck about them taking your voting rights. I know, but for party and bullshit. Party and bullshit. But uh, I, I don't blame nothing on the system. I will shoot me a motherfucker that's trying to harm me. If I wake up out of my sleep and a masked man is standing in my house, he's probably going to get shot or stabbed or something. <laughs> my house is booby trap. <laughs> ah, you know, no, no, you can get shot or, or fucked up or maimed or something, but not over a relationship. I got shit to do. Why would I beat up a woman? What? Who beats women? Like to all you woman beaters out there, who beats a woman up? Who are you beating her up for? Let her go. Lorraine and Bobby cut a guy's dick off. Y'all celebrated her. Y'all remember, y'all remember Lorraine and Bobby? All of you are losers. If that's your state of mind, you're a fucking loser because I don't celebrate a man beating up a woman. I don't care what she did. You know, I will tell your women, keep your hand to yourself because you're going to hit a fucking guy and he's going to fucking hit you back like a guy. You got to stop trying to be men. I'm so sick of you married women that got a single woman mentality, but you got a good man. You dating women. You got a single woman. You got an angry woman mentality, but your man make you happy. I'm so tired of all of you. I'm tired of you all. You're, I'm tired of single men that hate all web. I'm tired of all you guys. You guys are tiring. You're exhausting like some of my rants. You're exhausting like motherfuckers that skip the replay knowing there's new material like this in front of it. You exhaust me. I probably exhaust you, but whatever, man. Y'all want to read something real quick, young Sean. Then we're going to get out of here. Check out what this guy did. Not, not... Not the clown that killed herself. Fuck him. 
and bless the victims. Fuck them. Ain't too many shows do that. Me, me and uh, uh, me and uh, Sean Garvey, the architect, was discussing me maybe moving to like a, a different time slot because we're going to switch up a listening format. Three to six. God bless if he even runs a station like that anymore. God bless who gets in three to six. Hopefully you come with a like a an incredible internet following that are tuned into you because they follow you on social media and they'll probably tune out at some point in time but you better come with like a massive pre-following because there's not going to be a way to fuck with me <laughs> and I said it and I meant it yeah you come get, get the Sean Garvey go recruit if I decide to move Go go recruit somebody that got a million followers that'll work. They'll blow the station up. That's the only way. Gonna fuck with me for three hours. Might come on right after the morning show. What y'all think about that? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 1. Something like that, right? I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Young Sean, let me read you this real quick. So uh, uh, a businessman allegedly paid a hitman $750,000 to kill his mistress and hide an affair. See, he fucked around on his wife. He got in too deep. And the only thing he could think of is to risk his freedom in his life and kill a fucking innocent person uh, because he's a loser. There's no sympathy for that. Um, Eric Charles Mond of Mond Automotive Group has been indicted on conspiracy kidnapping, a federal firearms charge and murder for his alleged connection to the deaths of his mistress. And he killed the boyfriend, too. Now, see, a a motherfucker that could pay seven fifty to clip somebody can hear this show and clip me. I'm just saying shit happens. You, You never know. You never know. Anyway, family, long story short, this motherfucker was fucking a chick who knew he was married so she's a slut right and he's a slut and uh he wanted to break up and the chick was like hey bro you know you I mean, you know he said i gotta kill her i don't want no evidence of the affair so i'm gonna risk my life and my freedom oh yeah he's going to jail forever he'll never get out of jail he uh he hired a hitman and they caught the his mistress and her boyfriend because you know a mistress probably has a boyfriend i mean she's if she's helping you fuck around on her wife she's probably fucking around on her boyfriend it's kind of how that works just a game it's a slight game it's the whole game men and women play it is what it is and he and he killed him he paid seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for that and when you look up and you look at all these stories in the news family, you see all of these people that are risking their lives and freedom and killing themselves and doing all that for a piece of fucking pussy or some dick. And don't give me your chemical love. I know that love. I know. I know the emotion of love is chemical. I know. But you got to you got to step outside yourself to fuck. I've been depressed over girls, I think. I guess I'm kind of cold in the heart, man. Nah, but seriously, I've had my heart broken. And I love deeply. I love fiercely. I love. I love. I cuddle. I hug. I cook. I clean. I get out there and grind. I, I love. 
try to make women feel beautiful. I just tell them the truth when they need to hear it. If you're fucking up, I tell you you're fucking up because I love you. And and so this guy pays seven hundred and fifty. The other guy did a motherfucking live, and he and he and he 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 said, "Hey, I just killed my I just killed my 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 ex girlfriend. My I just killed her." And I guess the unborn baby And I'm about to kill my wife And this motherfucker took four lives Including his bitch ass on over, over child support I mean you could just pay the child support And live your life And people do it I, I don't have no sympathy for you When you do that folks I'm just telling y'all that now One day it's gonna be somebody When I get really big They're gonna be like I'm, I'm getting ready to go kill Jeff they're going to try to John Lennon me because I tell too much truth and it's uncomfortable and I'm not ashamed of it. And and they may do it or not. And and it's not going to be worth anything. I'll be gone and they're going to kill themselves and never suffer the consequence. And the cycle continues. Family, I know you're in love. I know the chemical shit gets you crazy. But life goes on. Get the fuck over it. We get over death. We get over losing our jobs. We get over sickness. We get over dizzy. We get over everything. We're we're beating COVID. We, there's so many people trying to make us keep COVID forever, but we're 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 getting past COVID really super duper turtle slow. We can we can defeat anything, and you can defeat the power of vagina or penis. That's all I'm saying. Young Sean, let's get out of here. If the young Sean, I don't know how long the Tupac thing is gonna be now. And I don't care. Just play pop. First five or ten minutes, you realize how special this guy was. All right. So it's the listen, family. It's episode one forty seven. Young Sean is going to have the on demand one forty six. It's going to be up this week. So you got two treats for y'all back to back. Because for all my Spotify people, I know you were looking for it and you couldn't find it, and you were like, "Moody, what's up?" And I didn't know what the fuck was up, and now I do. Okay. And, and listen to us wherever you listen to us at. But listening options will be changing. That's why you got to catch the replays. That's why you got to follow me on social media at the Jeff is Moody show on IG and Facebook, because I'm going to keep you guys posted. And I'm going to be doing a way better job of promoting for 2022. All right. We out of here. Family, pray for humanity. Let's all be well. Everybody be great. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy all that shit. I don't know if I have a show coming out before New Year's or anything. If I do, it's going to be a replay. Everybody be safe. I'm out of here. Young Sean, do what you do and, and, and then play the replay. And then whatever time we got left, play Tupac. Okay, let's do that. One love, y'all. Killing over vagina and penis. You must ain't got nothing better to do. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2021 season of the Jeffers Moody Show. Welcome back. As is the norm, I have come to deliver to you the number one flight in the internet radio and podcast skies. We will laugh together. We will cry together. We will keep it real. We will keep it raw. The topics will range, but ain't nothing strange to y'all. Y'all know what we do. Know what time? Honesty, love, love, truth, 
and most importantly, a bounce. A bounce that resonates through the community and lets you know that talk radio is real. Podcasts are real. And who better to do it than me? This is the 2021 season of the Jefferson Moody Show. Yes. We're about to get started. Yes. But y'all know what I do. Yes. Before we get started, hey yo, Jock, let's bounce. <laughs> I know it's a talk show, but listen, I need you to bounce. See, what we do, it don't work without a bounce. Welcome to the 2021 season. Enjoy. You know... Young Sean, I got to tell you, man. What's up? You all right, young boy? Hey, y'all. What up, family? We back. Team Jim in the house. Brand new episode, uh, Young Sean. You know, last week I had to do what I had to do, man. Had them good problems last week, you know. But, but Young Sean, I got to tell you something. I'm ready to get into it. Because we got a great show. Uh, we got a hilarious show. We got a we got a motivating show for y'all today. <laughs> and uh I I gotta I gotta read this article. I, I I have to read what I think is one of the dumbest articles I've I've ever read, and I and I wanna get to it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it on the rundown. So young Sean, are you ready? Yeah, everything good. Mom good. Dad good. I know you're a great kid. I know you're a great kid. Yo, don't worry about covering your ears. Don't worry about it. If this was last year, young Sean, you might have to cover your ears for a portion of the show. But you're 17 now. But you do need your Kool-Aid. You got your Kool-Aid? You ready? Let's get a family what they used to, man. Let's get into this, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see you, I see you, thank you, thank you, sir, ma'am, I know you keep telling me I don't have to continuously thank you, but I can't help it because I'm so grateful. You and that whole section over there are the real MVPs, all my people over there, and over there, and over there, at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be, ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens. Welcome to the Jeffers Moody Show with DJ Naturell on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Now listen, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Look somewhere around that upper right-hand side. Whether you have an iOS device or an Android device, download the free podcast FM app. You're going to love it. You take the show wherever you go. We go where you go. Contact me on Instagram at the Jeff is Moody Show, or you can text me your comments and questions to 678-386-5331. That's 678-386-5331. 
with comments and or questions. Hey, y'all, hit DJ Naturel up and salute her for her blazing ATL traffic mixes. She is at DJ Naturel on all social media. That's Naturel with an E, N-A-T-U-R-E-L. Hitting that up. I'm like, Nat, do you ever get hit up? She's like, nah, not really. I was like, what the hell? They listening. You know, fam, you can't just always get. Sometimes you got to give. You got to give. Family, I would be your pilot for this three-hour flight. So kick back and relax if you can. Even if you cannot, I guarantee you that we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to Jeff is Moody while you're on the road. Please honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. Can y'all hear my bell? I got to read this article, young Sean. Y'all heard the bell? One love to all my family and friends who listen while you work or play and you choose the Jeffers Moody Show, whether you're in the gym, in the house, wherever you are. If you're listening, I thank you. Okay, family. Before we get into today's show, uh, I got to read you one of the dumbest articles I've ever read. And it's a cop out. And it's an excuse maker for stupidity. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't start out that way. It's just what it, it morphed into. Now, family, you know, uh, although she's uh, pretty much ran out of her fifteen minutes of fame on social media, I never got to close my chapter for my show regarding the imbecile known as the Gorilla Girl. You see, everybody's like, Moody, you went one time. I thought you was going to keep up with it. I'm like, I know I'm going to close out and probably never talk about it again. You know what I'm saying? But but then who knows, right? It's kind of like I did with Kanye. I I wrote, I said, that's it. My last story on Kanye. And then I'm talking about Kanye today. (laughs) Go figure. But let's do this first. I got to read this article. Now, before I read this article, let me read a statement from Gorilla Glue, because uh, Gorilla Glue, thankfully so, was completely unfazed by this fuckery. And they had released a statement when all this first happened, and they said, we're very sorry to hear about Brown's mishap. Um, And then they reminded the public that warning labels on their products advise to not swallow, do not get in eyes, skin, or on clothing. Now, hold on, family. Before I read this, let me read a longer warning list for Gorilla Glue. Now, here it is. It's a combustible liquid. It may cause an allergic skin reaction. It causes serious eye irritation. It's harmful to aquatic life. It's harmful to aquatic life with uh, long-lasting effects. Excuse me. You got to keep it away from heat. Hot surfaces, sparks, open flames, and and other ignition sources. No smoking around Gorilla Glue. Avoid breathing vapors, mist, or spray. Wash hands, forearms, and other exposed areas thoroughly after handling uh, Gorilla Glue. Are y'all listening? Contaminated work clothing should not be allowed out of the workplace 
avoid release to the environment, wear protective gloves, protective clothing, and eye protection when using uh, Gorilla Glue. If on skin, wash with plenty of water. If in eyes, rinse cautiously with water for several minutes. Uh, you get some Gorilla Glue in your eye, go to the fucking ER. You're going to need it. Y'all remember those warnings while I'm reading this piece, okay? Can, can we do it like that? Y'all ready? Young Sean, you ready? All right. Y'all ready for this read? I'm not going to read it every single word. But I'm going to read a good portion of it, just enough of it to call it bullshit. So, uh, let me give credit to where's due. This article was written by one Miss uh, Candice Benbow. I hope I said your name right, Queen. Benbo or Benbow. Uh, sorry, I'm not being funny like Benbo. It's, it's B-E-N-B-O-W. Benbow or Benbo or whatever it is. And it was on February 9th. And, of course, where would you find an article like this? Well, you find it in essence. <laughs> right? Right? You know? So, so let, me, let me read this. It goes on to say, Tessica Brown isn't the Gorilla Glue girl. She's a black woman who deserves empathy. Why is it so easy to dehumanize black women when we make mistakes? You guys follow me here. Candace goes on the right. For days, Tessica Brown has been a trending topic in her own right. On February 3rd, the 40-year-old Louisiana native took to social media for assistance with her hair. I didn't say 14. I said 40. I want y'all to keep that in mind. This, in and of itself, wasn't abnormal. Black women have been using all the socials to become premium kitchen beauticians for a while now. Sites like YouTube, Pinterest, and Instagram not only offer style inspiration, many sisters have become wildly successful offering tutorials on how to achieve different looks. This is true. I owe my ability to make my own units with and without closures and add highlights and lowlights to my hair to a weekend of YouTube playlists. Yet, Tessica didn't come to TikTok and Instagram in hopes of finding a new do for the year. She needed our help to get rid of an old one. Everybody follow me, please. After running out of got to be glue, Tessica decided to use Gorilla Glue Spray to lay her edges and her style. Neither have moved in a month, so Tessica reached out to the global black girl community for relief. After unsuccessful attempts with numerous suggestions, Tessica updated her social media accounts to let us know she'd gone to a local hospital to seek treatment. While everyone was enthralled, it was clear the situation was serious and Tessica needed medical intervention. All right. At this point of the story, I'm like, okay, all right. When I first heard about the Gorilla Glue Girl, I was in the salon getting my latest set of bundles installed. I've been in knotless braids for the past two months and was ready to go back to what has become my signature style. As my stylist braided down my hair, I marveled at how healthy it is and how much it's grown. 
If it can talk, my hair would share stories of woe and abuse. My crown and glory would recount the numerous times chemical burns filled my scalp because I believed leaving my relaxer in for just five more minutes would get my hair bone straight. If my tresses could talk, they tell you how hard I work to grow my edges again after years of entirely too tight micro and box braids. My hair could tell the story of a black girl trying to find her way in a world that said she needed a specific look to be accepted. Family, at this point, I'm with Candace. I'm rolling with the writer. I am at this point. She goes on. If we're honest, most sisters have story journeys with our hair. We can look back at pictures from days long gone and remember when we fried it, dyed it, and laid it to the side. We can chronicle the styles that were cute but entirely too heavy on our heads and cared nothing for the health of our follicles. The relationship black women have with our hair has always been a complicated one. Many of us tortured our hair into compliance because we were tired of being called nappy-headed, especially by folks who look like us. We endured the jokes and laughter of those who thought calling us ball-headed was funny. And who can forget the nights we cried because we weren't the ones born with good hair, which was always translated into being considered beautiful. Listen, family, hold on. So at this stage, if this sister was purely writing about the black woman and their hair experiences, I would be like, word, this is true. We ourselves have 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 helped to condition black women to be insecure about their natural hair. Yes, kings, a lot of you bitch ass niggas are guilty as well. Sure is hard being a black woman in this society, in this country. It sure is. The anorexic, redhead, brunette, blonde style of European beauty is something black women have always had to contend with. And over the course of hundreds of years, they have been broken into being called everything like the writer's saying here. From ball-headed to nappy-headed hoe. So at this point, I'm with her. But for me, this is kind of where the bullshit starts to kick in, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, before I read more, let me refer back to the fact that Tessica is 40 fucking years old. And oh, let me read to you all again a few of the Gorilla Glue warnings. Hold up for a second. Let me go back to that. Okay, okay hold on once again. Shit's combustible, can cause an allergic skin reaction, serious eye irrita- uh, irritation, keep it away from heat, it might explode, hot surfaces, sparks, open flames, other ignition, sounds like you're putting gas in a fucking tank, right? Avoid breathing it, wash your hands, uh, contaminated work clothing should be, if it's on the skin, wash with plenty of soap. Y- you see what I'm saying? I wanted to read that one more time. 
Because what I'm thinking with my silly ass is that when you put something foreign in your hair, ladies, you read the instructions. Oh, maybe not for the perm kit that you're used to using all your damn life. And you know it like the back of your hand. But I, but my wife uses shampoos and certain products and she reads the instructions in the fucking store before she buys them. I thought that was just the thing. I also didn't know that they keep Gorilla Glue by the hair care products. Meaning one would have to just go get the Gorilla Glue uh, from somewhere. Y'all got that? From my perspective. I ain't saying I'm right or wrong. Just giving y'all my opinion. Okay, back to the article. Yeah, this is going to be a good, this is going to be a long rundown, young Sean. Just play that dealer. She goes on to write, uh, perhaps all of that history is what joins so many of our hearts to Tessica's plight. We may have never used an industrial product for styling purposes, but we've done things to our hair and to ourselves we wish we hadn't. We weren't dared to her because we know what it's like to be judged by the biggest mistake you've made and not be given the compassion and empathy necessary to move through its implications. All across social media, there are scores of people suggesting Tessica is attention-seeking and deserves whatever she gets because she should have known better. In a world where hacks are celebrated and people become internet sensations overnight, huh, like Tessica, for, I put through that in there, for discovering new uh, uses for old products, Tessica is villainized because her attempt resulted in failure. Now let me continue to shovel some shit on y'all. Why is it so easy to dehumanize black women when we make mistakes? Why must compassion for us be measured and mediated? How different would the response to Tessica be if she were white? We don't have to wonder too long about the answer to these questions. We know them already. We know black girls and women have to be perfect. There is no room for error. And when we mess up, we know it was nobody's fault but our own. We know we live in communities that won't let us forget it either. I will never call Tessica the Gorilla Glue Girl. She has a name, a story, a life, family and friends who love her. Like others, I've reached out to her to see how to best support her. She and her family have set up a GoFundMe to assist with the necessary medical expenses. I'll get to the GoFundMe in a second, fam. Still, I want to do more. I want sis to know she is surrounded by support, love and light as she navigates and in private struggles, all of it, the tears, fear and confusion we do not see. And in the depths of that, I want Tessica to know she is more than just this moment. We are always more than the worst thing we've done. We are, as Toni Morrison said, our best thing. The mistakes do not define us. They simply offer more polish and refining as we journey towards becoming what we were always meant to be. You see, after Candace told the truth about the origin of how, how black women got to deal with this bullshit with their hair. In, in my humble opinion, family, the rest of this was sheer bullshit. Let me tell you why. You want to know how society would have handled a white girl, a uh, 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 um, uh, young lady, as you make excuses for a 40 fucking year old woman that put Gorilla Glue in her hair, knowing that was a super strength adhesive glue. You want to talk about how society would have treated a white woman? Guess what? They would have been clowning her too. The same way we clown Karens. She would not have caught a break. 
In this instance, I understand white woman privilege. Lord knows that should exist. But for fucking stupidity like this, she would have been roasted. Just like we roast Karens. Candace, spare me that bullshit. You know... People always want to talk about how dare you attack a black woman or black people or do some shit. But then, but then, then young lady Candace, then you go and write some bullshit like that where you take intelligent black women who are under esteem pressure, who are, who are really fucked up by what society says. You take those women and you bunch them in with this fucking idiot who is 40 fucking years old and maybe she got some mental issues but you can't take the mental issues of one Tessica and then drag all the real black women that go through what they gotta go through down here with her the fuck is wrong with you and the fuck is wrong with me telling the truth like that you wanna know something you wanna know something you wanna know who bombed on Tessica real hard intelligent black women did that's who Candace intelligent black women did intelligent black women that go through the same struggle but no better than to put fucking crazy glue in their hair they did Tessica wasn't seeking social media fame, you say, huh? So she hops on social media and say, girl, let me tell you, I did this and y'all better not never put crazy glue in your hair. Fucking duh. Tessica didn't want any attention, no negative attention and no social media fame, right? Yet still, she got her visit to the hospital videotaped and photo. Right. We get it. No attention seeking at all, Candace, because she's suffering like intelligence black women are 40 years old Tessa ain't taking no shit she got a legal team and all they they was they they put a cease and desist out on a blogger for writing about about Tessica Tessica's not having that shit they say you you making false statements about her that blog is just giving her opinion that the girl's a fucking idiot So in your opinion, it was nothing extra for her to gain. She just was, she's, she's cornered and she's feeling the pressures of the world. And she's, and and she needed to get some gorilla glue. She needed to go into the hardware aisle and get some gorilla glue because for one second, she couldn't wait or do something just to wait till she got a super glock glue or whatever the fuck that shit was. She couldn't wait. She went and put something she knew was not meant for her hair on her hair. I was looking at Tessa gang full of makeup eight inch eyelashes yeah she may have some real serious esteem issues but don't blame her stupidity don't be dragging the rest of your sisters with her and whether you like it or not it's a gang of black women that agree with me by the way the opinions of Jeffers Moody do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Beat Break Radio Beat Break A7 FM, Sean Garvey, staff, interns, everybody, delivery people, every fucking body, Uber drivers, nobody. My opinions are mine. She wasn't in it for her own gain. Um, that's why That's why Tessa is getting paid for endangering her own health. 
And that's why even the celebrity doctor who performed the surgery now has a swarm of new business. And not because he doesn't have any more dumbasses that put crazy glue in their hair, but because of him doing it for free. I'm not knocking his hustle. Hey, don't knock the player, knock the game. Shouldn't be knocking Tessica, because guess what? This goes on. I'm, I'm done with Candace's story. This goes on to say an opportunity abounds. Tessica Brown has had America captivated for the past week as the saga of her Gorilla Glue removal has dominated social media. Well, Tessica apparently decided to make sure we don't forget about her because she just dropped her own official line of merchandise. Just the day after she flew to Los Angeles to have surgery to remove Gorilla Glue from her hair, uh, Tessica Brown is now taking the next step to ensure her coins continue to flow in. Posting on her Instagram page because, you know, she's not about that social media fame seeking, you know. She shared a video from her official website selling her merch. The merch includes various T-shirts, hoodies and sweatpants priced from $28 to $50 in the available colors of black or white. Each item features the viral photo of Tessica from her initial Gorilla Glue video, along with the phrase bonded for life. Because she's not seeking any kind of social media fame. Dr. Michael O'Bang, who got the glue out of her hair, he's reaping the benefits. He's in Beverly Hills, so this is what he does. He's reaping the benefits, too. So she had this go for, yeah, we running. We going to run. Fuck it. Play the dealer. So she had started a GoFundMe. And for just $1,500, I will admit, I don't think Tessica was greedy like that. She, I think she did something really fucking stupid on purpose and thought it would be a little easier to undo it. She wanted her fucking hits. Right? But that 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 call for $1,500 blew to around $23,000 or so, right? Now, I don't really know how GoFundMe works, but apparently you have to give the money. You The money has to go where you say it's going. So they put her under investigation. Now, they have released her money because I'm going to ring the bell for Tessica here. Tessica said she wanted to donate the, the extra money to charity. I'm going to give her that. See, I'm not here to so much tear her down if she's doing good things. I'm going to give you credit when it's good. I'm going to rip you when it's bad, just like you should do me. I don't know if she's donating the money because she has to. Or I don't know if it's because she wants to. Whatever the case is, she's donating it to um, charities. Uh, what kind of charities are these? It's charities for people to pay a fundraiser to pay for wigs and medical expenses uh, for people that go through things with their hair or whatever. Ring the bell for her for that. At first, they wouldn't let her withdraw the cash because many people were reporting the account as fraudulent. What do you expect? I saw it. I thought she was bullshitting from the gate. I thought it was a media stunt going wrong. I'm going to speak in dumb shit news about another media stunt going horribly wrong. I mean, at least she, she's going on to get her money to charity. She should be applauded for that. But Miss Candace, the, the writer for, for Essence, do me a favor. Don't disrespect the rest of my queens out there and put them in Tessica's boat. 
don't use someone's stupidity to 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 get your your bitterness or your anger off your chest about something all i heard was black women like what the fuck is wrong with this chick what's wrong with her god bless her but what's wrong with her I didn't, wish, I didn't see anybody wishing for her not to be able to get the glue out of her hair. I know I didn't wish for that. Don't be trying to put the rest of these. That's what y'all do. Y'all try to put, y'all try to put the rest of the people in stupidity all the time. You motherfucking bitch ass niggas out there, y'all do that too. But I get at the guys the next time some stupid motherfucker does some shit like this. You're always trying to take your anger and your resentment for things and you find something outlandish and you try to victim, you try to turn someone into a victim. You ain't no fucking victim of anything but stupidity when you put Gorilla Glue or Crazy Glue in your hair. You know what the fuck Gorilla Glue does. And don't one of y'all try to sit there and tell me y'all used a new product on your hair, ladies, that y'all ain't read the instructions or warnings for. Don't one of y'all try to tell me that, because if you do, I'm going to call you a fucking liar. I'm going to call you a dumbass. Get all the way the fuck out of here. But at least she donated the money. Well, um... If I have any women that support women that put Gorilla Glue in their hair, you guys are probably gone. But for those of you that are remaining uh, for the duration of the show, here's what we have for you today on the Jeff is Moody Show. Family, we got Jim, we got Moody motivation for you. Ooh, I'm going to tell you why, you know, sometimes you think you're losing and you're winning. I'm going to break it down. We got Jim news for you. Rush Limbaugh's passed away. Okay, whatever. We got dumb shit news for you. Fam, I'm going to tell you about 1986 tell y'all about a young lady that used me up for my phone and my TV. <laughs> oh boy, I got a flashback story coming for y'all. Uh, man, we got FB Post of the Week, I believe. We got uh, we got a moody moment. Got to talk to you new broadcasters out there. And we got the world's most trifling and we got the polar opposite of trifling for you today. Um, uh, I already mentioned moody motivation because y'all know I don't get into the meat of a show until I give y'all that, right? So, uh, from 5 o'clock or so till 6 p.m., we got the ATL traffic mix with DJ Natural. All that and more for you today, fam. It's a packed show as usual, so get ready for this three-hour flight because verbal raw dog season is in full effect. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody Show. It's the Jeff is Moody Show. Excuse me. On BeatBreakRadioFM.com. To all my sisters out there with your natural hair and your weaves and everything else, you beautiful. You're beautiful as you are, but you got to do what you got to do. Some of y'all got medical conditions where you need this hair. Some of y'all just want it because you want it. Some of y'all love yourself to death. Y'all just like the fashion and the different looks, and y'all will wear your natural hair anywhere. Whether your esteem is low or high, we love you. If enough men don't tell you that, which we do, uh, that's another story, right? You claim we don't, but we do. But if they, if, if, if somebody hadn't told you that, I'll tell you now. I love y'all. But don't accept no sympathy for a fucking idiot. Shame on this article. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. 
There's a lot going on in the world, and your world is always changing. That's why it's important to stay connected. The latest news, the latest entertainment, the newest music. If it's in the air or on the air, it can be in the palm of your hand, wherever you are, with the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Over 1,500 live radio stations from across the country, and over 15 million songs to create your own custom station. Listen at iHeartRadio.com. And on the iHeartRadio app. Under Beat Break 87 FM. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now. You can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy. From over 70,000 radio stations around the world. Check it out at TuneIn.com. Or your app store. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show on Beat Break Radio, FM.com. Of course, my name is Jeff is Moody. And family, it is time for a little bit of Moody motivation. I got to tell y'all something, man. Hit me like a ton of bricks. And often it does. But family, did you know that sometimes your losses are your wins? Have you guys ever thought about that? You know, coming in first place is is what is desired. I mean, technically, that would be the winner. You know, everybody shouldn't get a trophy. You know, that's kind of how I feel. But but we should recognize effort and we and we should understand the importance of building off of not being first and building our way up. Right. It's that effort that you put that you never knew you had it makes you a winner right so there's a couple of examples that reminded me of this so I was hanging out with my uncle JC what up um hey auntie Paulette auntie Paulette says I have a a foul mouth that's why and, and I do and um and so I like her I'm gonna make her a whole um, list of moody motivations because you guys know I don't really cur- I don't curse on moody motivation but she's right she's my auntie when she says it that's what it is you know what I'm saying that's my auntie she she say what she want to say she telling the truth ring the bell for auntie's truth but uh I was I was uh I was, I was uh, hanging with Uncle JC. You know, I'd go over there and it'd just be us in the basement and Auntie would be upstairs and we social distance out in the basement, have a couple of beers and we talk and, you know, it was his birthday uh, uh, this past week. Happy birthday, Uncle JC. A lot of bell ringing going on and moody motivation today. And it's we were having an interesting conversation about how much food we ruin before we learn to master what we're cooking. You know, we were talking about those losses on the grill. Man, you spend 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, sometimes 100 something dollars on 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 meats. You burn them, sometimes you 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 overcook them, sometimes you you undercook them, sometimes they rubbery, sometimes they tough, sometimes you smoke them too much, sometimes you overseason them. And, you're looking at this investment of yours and it's basically trash. And you're like, man. 
Y'all ever been looking forward to having something and then you you screwed it up and it just jack you up? Like y'all ever been looking for like I'm gonna make some lasagna today, I'm gonna make a steak or a burger or something today, and you ruined it and you're sitting there like, oh my, you just you just feel jacked, right? But I want you to think about something real quick. That loss can can be the win. Yes, it can. It's called trial and error. It's, it's, it's called, called learning as you go. Man, I remember one time I bought, it probably was a $30 ribeye steak. And I had a new grill and I and I was used to the heat control of my own grill. And I happened to turn around, burn the brakes out of this steak. $30 down the drain and I was pissed off too because I had made shrimp and had salad and baked potato and I... Man. So I said, okay, you know what I got to do? I got to learn this grill. I threw the steak away. I was so hot. I mean, it was burnt. It wasn't like that burn where you can eat it. I threw that away. Over time, the next steak was a little better. You know, I paid more attention. Watch my cold distribution, the heat flow, and start learning how this grill do, you know? Before you know it, I'm making restaurant quality steaks. Let me tell y'all something, and I got witnesses. I make a steak that you could cut with a, a butter knife, a plastic butter knife. Trial and error. See, I end up winning. I had to lose a couple of times. Now, family, it doesn't only apply to food. It applies to everything. You fall flat on your face, but if you if you lay down there, then that's the loss. If you get back up and approve upon it, that's the win. If you consistently do what you've improved upon, you'll eventually be first. Because sometimes the loss is the win. Ooh-wee. So have no fear, my students, including my child. Have no fear, my college students who are overwhelmed and frustrating and you may not be performing the way that you think. There's no need to start doing drugs and drinking heavy alcohol and getting involved in activities that are detrimental to your future because you're stressed out about education. What it is, you take the losses, you study a little harder. You get a little bit of help. You go talk to a college counselor if you need to. You keep yourself around like-minded people that want to do well and you feed off each other. See, you can lose a little bit, but if you focus, that'll be the win. Ooh-wee, I'm spitting from the Survivor Scrolls right now. I ain't gonna ring my bell no more, Moody Motivation. I should. Family, in all aspects of life, I want you to remember something as you move on from today. We all wallow in our losses. We all have a tendency to wallow in misery at times. We all feel depressed. We all feel anxieties. Lord knows I do. But if you stay there, you remain there, and you will always be a loser. 
But if you get up and you dust yourself off and you pick your head up and look people in the eye and you remember your faith and you remember your purpose and you remember what you about and, and you get and you give getting them good grades another chance and you give being in love another chance and you give getting the job that you want another chance and you give getting back in shape and maintaining your health another chance and you give yourself another chance that loss will ultimately become your win and these are not just words I'm giving you these are words that I often have to give myself. Sometimes, family, your losses are your wins. Moody Motivation, y'all. We'll be right back with Jim News on the Jeffers Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Tune in and tap into the Beat Break Morning Show weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And the Jeff is Moody Show with DJ Nat Urell will get you through the grind from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Beat Break 87 FM and Reach One Network. Download the podcast FM app to listen live on the go. Previously on the Beat Break Show, Libra Smith of Curvy Diamonds Boutique. In the studio. What's going on? What's going on? How long have you been doing the fashion? How long have you been in the fashion industry? I know you said singing is your first love. Well, I, I haven't let music go. Okay. Music is still there. I, okay. I come from a musical family. Okay. So it's impossible for me to just say, okay, now I'm going to put this up and move into something else. I've always loved clothes. This, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's always been there. Yeah. But similar to James Brown, he loved music. He had a passion for it, but he just can't read music. But he has all of these brilliant oh, yeah. ideas that he was able to create. So it's similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't draw. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here like I do. But if I, I can make you look good now. Okay. I can make you look good. I can, mm-hmm. I can twerk something out. So. Oh really? <laughs> don't you go there? <laughs> <laughs> the Beat Break Show is live on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Follow Beat Break 87 FM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Beat Break Radio. <laughs> yeah, Sean. You know, I was thinking. You know, I was thinking on the um. I was thinking on what I was thinking on the break. Besides the fact I wanted a beer. So I had to get a beer. I was thinking when I get booted off a, a beat break for the Gorilla Glue story. <laughs> I was thinking my loss would probably be my win. Uh, when them young ladies hit Sean up, like, man, you better get that piece of trash off the air, putting the sisters down. Because only only the maniacs should actually take that as me putting black women down. You, you see, you see the game they play, young Sean. Ooh, man, you got You got a lot to learn, boy. You got to make sure you find you a real one now. It's a lot of nut jobs out here, man. A lot of nut jobs out here, man. I don't give a fuck. Shit. Listen, I ain't got no career killing content. Every time I turn the mic on, uh, uh, young Sean, 
it's a career killer. Shoot, my career in jeopardy every time I record. <laughs> every time I press record, my fucking shit is in danger. Give a goddamn about telling my truth. Fuck out, think y'all bullying. I go for you guys too, man. I got something for you fellas, man. I swear I do. I just hate bitch ass people. Let's do this gym news though. You know, no, I just don't care. I don't. I don't give a fuck. <clears throat> All right, so uh, in gym news, uh, Rush Limbaugh is dead at 70. You know, really, I could just say, and that was Jim News. I mean, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh is dead at 70. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know. Family, before I talk about uh, this and, and, and Rush, let me remind us all that we all have a date with death. Every single one of us. That is why I don't casually wish death upon people. It's like, you got to be a real horrible person for me to wish death on you. Because I do. And I know it's probably bad for my karma, but you know. We all got a date coming. It may be sudden. It may be expected. It may be long, drawn out and painful, or it may be peaceful. But we got it coming. So y'all be careful who and what you wish upon people. Hey, I just wanted to say that because I care about you guys more than Rush Limbaugh. Now, saying I give a shit about if Rush Limbaugh died would be like saying I think Donald Trump is a good human being. And they would both be incredible lies that I would be telling you guys right to your face or or in your ear. I guess you're listening to the show. And don't get me wrong, folks. Uh, some people are just wired to send condolences out to people that pass away, no matter how evil the person was. Some people are just kind like that. Y'all know people like that. Like some people say it's the way of God to forgive and sympathize. And some people just actually and sincerely adore a piece of racist pig shit that passes away. Hold on one second, young Sean. Gotta fix that. Hold on. Yeah, we do that. We don't edit nothing now. What y'all crazy? What's wrong with y'all? Yeah, some people just feel for people, you know? The thing about me is I, I'm none of the above. So anyway, it is news. And for those of you that are interested in satanic people passing away, here's the story. Oh, wait a minute. What do you know? I can't seem to find the article about his death and his career in radio. Hmm. Well, I don't know what happened to it. You know, uh, the man was a deliverer of hate. And evil, and I, I saw MSNBC, CNS, everybody paying homage to him. I mean, shit. You know, maybe y'all can watch. They, I don't. I can't seem to find the notes about his career. Sorry about that. I'm pretty sure when I leave this planet, hopefully it's not soon, but one never knows that you guys uh, give a little bit of shit about me. You know, I. You know, maybe y'all won't be able to find my notes either. 
Ah, here it is. Here it is. Okay, bear with me, fam. Bear with me. Bear with me. Let's see. Yes, here it is. Ah, Rush. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. His, his career. Let me see when he started. Yeah, what school did Rush? Oh, what school he went to? Oh, where was Rush born? Ooh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Don't want to read about how long he's been in radio because he spent his every year being a divisively, openly uh, racist piece of trash. Sorry, don't want to read that. Let's see. Uh, nope, don't care where he got to start. Uh, nope, don't care about his radio ranking uh, because he was actually only uber popular, only the human pieces of racist, bigoted, and xenophobic trash. Uh, no, don't care about that. Damn it. Has to be something I could read here. Uh, folks, I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't care. And I'm sorry about that. However, I will leave out of this story with some of Rush's most uh, ro- roaches. Look, I was about to say roach. I will leave out with some of his most popular quotes. If if you want his other information, Wikipedia, Google it. Google is your friend, bruh. You know, my man, Frank Markham, uh, that's one of the homies on, on FB. Frank Markham, what up, homie? I, I, I love that guy. He's so awesome. I got some awesome FB friends, man. I really do. Tim Showalter, Frank Markham. I mean, he, Tim Hoffman, you know, Stephen Stewart, uh, 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 Enrique McCullough, uh Man, see, I, I get to going and going and going. Robin Lewis, you know. Oh, man, there's so many of y'all, y'all guys, man. Anthony Hogan, what up? Frank, you should be listening to my show. If you don't, Frank, you should be listening to my shit. New episode every Monday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. BeatBreakRadioFM.com. So anyway, I had a list of some of Rush's uh, 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 best best quotes. <laughs> but 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 my bro Frank Markham, he had a better one, so I used his. So shout out to the homie Frank Markham. I I, I use your shit. He doesn't mind. He's fam. He don't care. So he said, just a little sampling of Rush Limbaugh hate over the years. So let's let's read some Rush quotes, shall we? Hmm. Here's one. Look, let me put it to you this way. The NFL all too often looks like a game, be- a game between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. There, I said it. That was Rush Limbaugh. Ah, here's another one. The NAACP should have riot rehearsal. They should get a liquor store and practice robberies. Rush Limbaugh. Take that bone out of your nose and call me back. This is Rush Limbaugh talking to a black woman caller on his program. Black Americans are 12% of the population. Who the hell cares? Rush Limbaugh. Obama's entire economic program is reparations, Rush Limbaugh. If you feed them, if you feed the children three square meals a day during the school year, how can you expect them to feed themselves in the summer? 
wanton little waifs and serfs dependent on the state pure and simple that was rush limbaugh geez rush are you talking about red states or blue states <laughs> ah, y'all think i'm gonna tell this guy rest in peace here's another one they're out there protesting what they actually wish would happen to them sometimes y'all know who he said that about he said that about women protesting sexual harassment they're out there protesting what they actually wish would happen to them sometimes. Here's another one from Rush. What does it say about the college co-ed Susan Fluke who goes before a congressional committee and essentially says that she must be paid to have sex? What does that make her? It makes her a slut, right? It makes her a prostitute. That's Rush Limbaugh. Look up Susan Fluke. So Ms. Fluke and the rest of you feminazis, here's the deal. If we're going to pay you for your contraceptives and thus pay for you to have sex, we want something. We want you to post the videos online so we can all watch. That's Rush Limbaugh. Let the unskilled jobs that take absolutely no knowledge whatsoever to do, let stupid and unskilled Mexicans do that work, Rush Limbaugh. There are more American Indians alive today than there were when Columbus arrived or at any other time in history. Does this sound like a record of genocide? Rush Limbaugh. You just got to be who you are. And I think it's time to get rid of this whole National Basketball Association. Call it the TBA the Thug Basketball Association and stop calling them teams. Call them gangs. Rush Limbaugh. Holocaust. 90 million Indians. Only 4 million left. They all have casinos. What's to complain about? Rush Limbaugh on the genocide of Native Americans. To some people, bankers, code word for Jewish, and guess who's Obama's assaulting? He's assaulting bankers. He's assaulting money people. And a lot of those people on Wall Street are Jewish. So I wonder if there's starting to be some kind of buyer's remorse there. Rush Limbaugh. When a gay person turns his back on you, it is anything but an insult. It is an invitation. Rush Limbaugh. It's preposterous that Caucasians are blamed for slavery when they've done more to end it than any other race. If any race of people should not have guilt about slavery, it's Caucasian. Rush Limbaugh. Have you ever noticed how all composite pictures of wanted criminals resemble Jesse Jackson? Rush Limbaugh. The media has been very desirous that a black quarterback do well and black coaches and black quarterbacks doing well. I think there's a little hope invested in McNabb and he got a lot of credit for the performance of his team he really didn't deserve. That's Rush Limbaugh who knows nothing, knew nothing about football. A lot of these young people are spending a lot of time on the World Wide Web. I came across a post last night. Of all places, Gawker is, basically it's a militant homosexual site entertainment. Not militant, it's a gay site. Rush Limbaugh. In this commercial, he is exaggerating the effects of the disease. He is moving all around and shaking and is purely an act. This is the only time I've ever seen Michael J. Fox portray any of the symptoms of the disease he has. This is Rush Limbaugh on Michael J. Fox having Parkinson's disease. Have you guys ever had anyone in your family with Parkinson's? 
This is really shameless, folks. This is really shameless of Michael J. Fox. Either he didn't take his medication or he's acting. And that, folks, was who Rush was. A repugnant hate monger who did show us at least one thing. You know what he showed us? Uh, America is still one of the most hateful and bitter places when it comes to race and religion. And if you base your platform on hatred, the demons are going to come and they will support you and they will hail you as their leader. Just ask Donald the donkey Trump. Hate got him his presidency in 2016. And not to worry, though, people, there are plenty of hateful, clan minded spreaders of vile and repugnant misinformation who are capable of fueling a racist cesspool in America. No shortage of them. Tucker Carson, the great Satanist Sean Hannity, the horse tooth clan bitch Laura Ingram. Oh, they got a gang of them. It's easy to take Rush's place. You see, folks, Rush wasn't talented at all. He's easily replaceable. He was simply one of the most popular hate radio pioneers that ever did it. And as you can all see by the names of the pigs I just ran off, talent is a, isn't a requirement in hate radio. The only requirement is hate. Rush Limbaugh, dead at 70. So what? That was Jim News. We'll be right back. With dumb shit news, smack their fire all the day on the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on BeatBreak87. What's up, everybody? Ryan Vernell, host of The Ryan Show FM here with a quick PSA. The entire world is coming together for the first time in a long time to stop the spread of COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. And you can do your part, too. And it starts with these three steps. One, social distancing. Stay away from people at least six feet, especially if you don't know whether or not they're ill. Step two, sanitize your hands. Use soap, hot water, and wash for at least 20 seconds. And step three, wash your ass, goddammit. Look, in all seriousness, thank you to the healthcare workers that are on the front lines fighting this virus. Let's make it easier for all of them out there that are making incredible sacrifices to ensure our health and economic stability. Thanks for listening to this quick PSA. Now let's get back to the reason why you're listening to this radio station in the first place. Good music, great conversation, and a place to escape from all this BS going on outside. Be safe, everybody, and keep on a listening. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's me, Jeff. Y'all ready for some uh, dumb shit news? Smack the fire all today. Oh, I got some fire to smack for y'all today. Let's start it off with a guy that I banned from talking about on my show. And then I just saw this one and I just wanted to just run it by you guys real quick. All right. Kanye West reportedly believes presidential run cost him his marriage. So previously it was revealed that Kim Kardashian was filing for divorce from Kanye West after seven years of being married to the artist. Uh, in the last year of their marriage, Wes and Kardashian saw ups and downs, especially when the artist decided to run for president. Now, reports surfaced noting that Wes believes his presidential run is what caused his marriage to dissolve. Now, guys, if, you, if you're if you new to this show, 
I very rarely talk about celebrities because I hate them. And I even ban talking about Kanye, but I just want to, the guy is really mentally out there. Y'all know I'm going to smack the fire off the heat. And if you're used to the show, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know what I do. You know what I do and don't do. So, um, uh, they say Kanye is in a, if I had done this, if I had only done that, da, da, da. And they say he's trying to currently process what's happening. And he thinks that the presidential run was destroyed that broke the, the camel's back. Now, before that, there was hope. After that, none. It cost him his marriage. You know what I'm going to do in this instance, uh, family? I think this is a first. I'm not even going to smack the fire out of Kanye. There's no need for me to smack the fire out of Kim. I'm going to smack the fire out of myself for talking about this bullshit. Smack the fire out of me. Why am I talking about this? Why the fuck am I talking about Kanye West? You see, this is what happens when you sometimes you you yank something really quickly and you don't you don't you don't double you don't look you don't double it up like let me look at this again. Is this worth to smack the fire all to me? Give a fuck about their relationship. This shit ain't none of my business. Yuck. Moving right along. Um, a Columbia University professor, Carl Hart, has come forward about his heroin use in a new book entitled Drug Use for Grownups, uh, Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This guy, Hart, is no pushover. He's a trained neuroscientist. And he says he doesn't have a drug problem, but uses heroin as a way to maintain work-life balance. Doesn't have a drug problem, he just uses heroin. Hold on, I'm not done. There aren't many things in life that I enjoy more than a few lines by the fireplace at the end of the day, writes Hart. I pay my taxes, serve as a volunteer in my community on a regular basis, and contribute to the global community as an informed and engaged citizen. I am better for my drug use. Now, when it comes to heroin, he describes feeling refreshed after his regular use, but he doesn't have a drug problem, although he says he experiences mild withdrawal symptoms for 12 to 16 hours after his last dose. So after he after he takes that last dose of that hit, he goes through symptoms for 12 and 16 hours. But he says he doesn't have a, a drug problem. Uh, in one particularly intense withdrawal episode, Hart experienced flu-like symptoms, including chills, vomiting, and diarrhea. It was a pain that I would not easily forget. It was a new pain, unlike any I had previously experienced, wrote Hart. It was so intense that it radiated throughout my entire body. This motherfucker's saying he don't have a drug problem. If used properly and responsibly, Hart said drugs could help alleviate day-to-day stresses to maintain that work-life balance. Expanding on that idea in GQ, Hart said a large percentage of people who meet criteria for addiction 
have co-occurring psychiatric illness, depression, anxiety order, schizophrenia, and a wide range of other psychiatric illnesses. He added, a large percentage of them also have other illnesses. They may be pain patients, so that increases the likelihood of them becoming addicted. Uh, um, uh, snuck the fire, Otahi. He does give you some advice if you're going to be a a a a, a fucking opioid and heroin addict. He's a solid advice here. He says, if you're going to use opioids, don't use alcohol as a background or other sedatives in combination because it increases the likelihood of respiratory depression and death, hearts concluded. <laughs> I mean, he is a, he is a neuroscientist. Uh, yeah. Spectify all three. Now, you remember we were talking about the crazy glue girl? Crazy glue woman? social media fame and chasing it here's a story of uh, chasing social media fame gone bad Tennessee man fatally shot after YouTube robbery prank goes wrong a man was shot and killed in the parking lot of a Nashville business Friday night after a robbery prank for a YouTube channel went wrong David Starnes Jr. 23 told detectives he was unaware of the prank and shot Timothy Wicks in self-defense Starnes has not been charged in connection with the incident. So the Timothy Wicks guy, he had a site. He had a group on social media where he did a bunch of pranks on people and stuff. And he he would go to the hood of all places and he would prank prank, uh, prank black people all the time. And this one time in particular, it kind of backfired on him and he lost his life. Now, while it's not cool to smack the fire out of the dead, I'll say smack the fire out of pranks I hate pranks I don't see what's necessary about a prank I'm not a prank kind of guy he lost his life chasing that thing the way Gorilla Glue almost lost her scalp you seriously gotta wonder if it's worth it and in closing for uh, Dumb Shit News, Smack the Fire out today. And another thing that's really not my business, and I'm not sure if I'm going to smack this guy. Floyd Mayweather buys his grandson his first ice-out Rolex. Floyd Mayweather is sparing no expense on his baby grandson, Contrell Jr., a.k.a. KJ, who is his daughter, Yaya's son, with NBA Youngboy. At just five weeks old, KJ is sporting an ice-out Rolex thanks to his grandfather, I, who is Yaya and who is NBA Youngboy? Who are they? Okay, Yaya is his daughter. All right, that's his daughter. Okay. Um, who's NBA Youngboy? Does he play basketball? What is this? Uh, Yaya showed the watch off on Instagram. Uh, the watch, the watch appears to be a Rolex Oyster Perpetual date just. Uh, you know, Floyd has a penchant for expensive watches, including an $18 million watch called The Billionaire by jeweler, jeweler, jeweler Jacob & Co. Um, you see, I know a lot of you want to smack Floyd, but can, let me just say something. Sure, the five-week-old baby has a, has a Rolex. Can't fit his wrist. Knowing Floyd, he might have got it, got it made to fit the baby's wrist. 
I'm in a light mood. I'm in a forgiving mood with my smacks today. I'm not going to smack the champ. It's his money. It's his money. I tell you what, we'll take a poll. If you think I should smack the fire, old Tahi, hit me up. 678-386-5331. Text only. Should we smack the fire, old Tahi, for buying a five-week-old a Rolex? I don't know. Guy works hard for his money. It's his money. I don't know. And somebody let me know who NBA Youngboy is. I'll look it up when the show's over. I didn't even know who Yaya was until I recognized I have it in the story here. All right. That was dumb shit news. Uh, I'm hesitant to smack Floyd. Smack the fire out of pranks. Uh, uh, Listen, smack the fire out of the drug addict college professor that's that's telling us to use heroin. And, of course, uh, uh, smack the fire out of me for even mentioning Kanye West. That was dumb shit news. Smack the fire all today. We be right back, family. I got a story to tell you all about 1986. Where a young lady played me for my television and my phone. You're going to love it. And it's real, too. We'll be right back. Jeff is Moody Show. Beat Break Radio FM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Listen to Beat Break 87 FM and Reach One Network on the go. Download the Podcast FM app to your smartphone or any mobile device. Get it on Amazon, Google Play, or the App Store. And start streaming dozens of podcasts from anywhere at any time. From music to news, sports, talk programming, and so much more. Podcast FM has it all. Download the Podcast FM app now. ReachOneNetwork.com is now Reach One Network TV. Watch the latest videos from some of your favorite on-air personalities and special guests airing on Beat Break 87 FM. Log online to ReachOneNetwork.tv 24-7. Watch, listen, and watch again. That's ReachOneNetwork.tv. Welcome back to the show, fam. It's me, Jeff. You know, I got a little story to tell y'all. I'm going to take you back to 1986. Flatbush, Brooklyn, New York City. 16 years old. I live in I live with my parents. I would soon be gone, but I had my own, you know, spot in the basement. See, I stayed upstairs with everybody till I was so on my 16th. I went downstairs. My dad was like, you just take the basement. So I had my own room. I had there was a bathroom down there. I, I mean shared the bathroom with whoever came down, but it's like my own space, you know? So, uh, I mean, what's a 16-year-old do when he got his own space and and girls could come in through the cellar door and not from upstairs, right? I played a lot of ball, did some music, you know. Met girls in school, met girls at the park, you know. So one day, we're playing ball at Foster Park. That's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, stand up. Flatbush, what up? 
got some girls over there. They they kicking it amongst themselves. They half watching the game. They chilling. Little, a couple of little dimes from across the street at Vanderveer Projects. Vanderveer, stand up. Had a couple of scuffles in Vanderveer, you know. So we playing and, 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 you know, we done. And for us, it's time to get 40s and Chinese food. I see this little shorty. She's just gorgeous. She's just gorgeous. I don't know. I don't know her. I never really asked her all, all her nationality. I know she must have had a couple. She was just a dime. Won't say her name because you never know. She might listen to the show. Who knows? And plus, it ain't like that. I ain't mad at her. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to put her on the spot like that. So I walked up to her, said, what's up? She was like, what's up with you? First thing out of mouth besides what's up with you, she said, you got some nice legs. I was like, I appreciate that. You got nice legs, too. We chopped it up a little bit. My dudes was like, yo, we get ready to bounce, kid. I said, yo, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Can I call you sometime? She was like, no, I can, I can see you at the park. Like, I'll see you here. You know, like we here. I see you. I've seen you in here before playing. I was like, okay. That's what's up. I said, why don't you, why don't you walk? I mean, can we walk a little bit? She's like, hold on. That's cool. So she told her, told some of her girls she was strolling off. They was like, oh, all right, girl, do your thing. We walking. Now, at that time of day, most of the Vanderveer goons are not out. A couple of them is out, but I kind of know them, so I'm good. And they giving me that look like, all right, kid, we see what you're doing. You know, we had a goon understanding, you know what I mean? So me and Shorty is walking and talking. and Next thing I know, we basically on my block, which is probably about five blocks away, right? So I said, man, we, she was like, nah, that's, you know, that's cool. So we sat on my stoop and we talked for a while. I said, yo, let me, let me walk you back because the, my, the homies, they had, they went they way. They saw me lagging behind talking to the shorty, you know, and they ain't no, they ain't no cock blockers. They was out. So I walked her back, but on the way back, I was like, yo, you hungry? She was like, oh yeah, I can eat some. We got some Chinese food, son. Now, for those of y'all that know my history, you know the power of a New York City Chinese four wings and fried rice. It's an aphrodisiac. (laughs) It's a New York City aphrodisiac, and I told y'all about that shrimp. When you get that shrimp, it's on. She didn't get shrimp. She ain't had that kind of status yet. So I got, you know, got that. And so we walked. I walked into the park. I said, peace. She reached over and gave me a kiss on the lip. No tongue. No tongue. I was like, oh, that's what's up. I said, yo, call. I mean, call me. She was like, I'm going to call you. I said, you know, I'll give you my number. She was like, oh, you got a phone? I was like, yeah, call me. So we went into the bodega. She wrote the number down. She said, okay, I'm going to give you a call. I went about my business. I ain't gonna lie, I was hungry, but I had a little Woody too. That's what happened when you're 16. You get Woody's for everything. 
So went back around the way. The fellas were sitting on the stoop eating and whatever. I sat down. We was, it was like, yo, what's up? So I was like, yo, give him my number. You know, we're going to see what's up. Very next day, I get a call. We ain't got no call ID and all that shit back then. Y'all picked the phone up. Hello? She's like, hey, what's up with you? I was like, oh, shit, what's up? She was like, what you into? I said, yo, I'm chilling. You know, we playing ball and then I'm come home and chill. She was like, okay, you come, you playing up here? I was like, well, we was going to go to Wingate, but she said, I can come to Wingate. I said, no doubt. I said, what you want to do after that? She said, I don't know. If you want to chill, we can chill. I'm like, oh, dip. It's about to be on. So I went and played ball. Here she come with two of her friends. They watching us play ball. Everybody trying to talk to her. Finished playing ball. Me, my man, E and Greg. We walking with them. And everybody's everybody's going in their different directions. Me and her, you know, we break off. She tell her friends peace. I stop at the store. Get some drink. This is New York City in 86, y'all. I didn't need no ID to get no liquor. Not at the bodega anyway. Stopped and got a couple of slices. Went to my spot. We chilling. She come up in the spot. She's like, oh, you got like your own room. Oh, whoa. This is like a little apartment down here. I said, yeah, well, you know. You know, you know. Pops put me down here. I'm 16. You know, you know. She's like, wow. And then, fam, she's like, wait a minute. You got your own television. I was like, yeah. Now, to me, it's not a big deal. And I think that's a... You know, we we in the hood, but we in the kind of good part of the hood to a degree. And and whether I realize it or not, compared to a lot of other kids, you, you know, we were kind of privileged. So I'm like, yeah, TV. And I had a little bar down in my room, right? That not for alcohol, but it was just a bar that that we never ripped out. And she looked on that bar and she saw a phone. Now listen, y'all. I didn't pick up on it at first. She's like, oh, oh, you got like a, you got a phone in your room? I was like, yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Man, fam, we ain't even get to the food. We got it on. Now, she said she was 16, and I believe that. But let me tell you something. She knew what she was doing. More than I did. <laughs> I mean, at 16, I kind of had a little bit of skill, but not like that. She put that work in. I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? And then family, she did something that no one had ever done. I hadn't had a gang of sex, but... She did something that a a young lady had never done. Y'all know what reverse cowgirl is, right? When a woman rides you in reverse, you can see her, you can see the the whole, oh my God, the shape of her, of her ass and her legs and her heels and you can see a you know her booty hole and all you can see everything going I, I, that was new to me never did never happen to me before i was like 
Blew my mind. Needless to say, I didn't last very long, and 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 we were done. Right as soon as we were done, she was like, "You mind if I use your phone?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." You know, it's no biggie to me. Fam, she gets on the phone. She's on the phone like 30 minutes. That's kind of weird for the first time being over somebody's house, right? But I'm. I'm really not paying it attention. Like I, I got the TV on. I just had this crazy new sex. I'm really kind of waiting for it to leave so I can run outside to tell the fellas. <laughs> so, so she, she got off the phone. Then she wanted to watch TV. Well, the guys knock on my window from the driveway. They like, yo, we gonna play ball again. I was like, yo, I'm getting ready. She was like, oh, okay, okay. You think I could just stay and finish watching this show? And I was like, nah, I can't leave you at my parents' house. You know, she was like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. So, got up. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. No shower, no nothing. Put her clothes on. Walked her to Vanderveer. Got with the fellas. We went and played more. But so that's what we did in the summertime. That's what we did on the weekend. We played ball. So anyway, you know, time goes by. Every time she called me, it's from a payphone. And we doing it, and she's she's giving me oral. She did another first I never had before. Like I got the condom on, and we doing it, and she takes it out and she gives me oral. And I was like, Oh, dip! Do you take it out and give oral and put it back in? What in the hell? She's doing all this stuff. But every single time, fam, she wanted to use the phone and wanted to watch TV. She got me with the reverse cowgirl. She knew the reverse cowgirl controlled the scene. She knew what that reverse cowgirl did. I'm not going to say I was a simp I'm going to say I was a victim of the reverse I was a victim of the reverse Man One night we have some We down in my basement right And we having drinks And we're drinking And we both buzzed And she goes I do like you. I say you, you talk on you talk on my phone a lot. Like why you you talk that much at home? She was like, I don't have a phone in my house. I was like, oh for real? She's like, nah, we don't got no phone and no TV and stuff. I'm like, oh shit. She's like, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean that now she's drunk, y'all. <laughs> that liquor bring that honesty out. She said, like, I ain't gonna lie. I mean you are cute and I like the time, but I'm really with you. Cause you got a phone and I can watch TV over here. You got like your own bed. Like I sleep with my sister, so you got your. I was like, word. And family, I thought about it. Where another dude would be like, I just got played or whatever the case may be. I looked at this young lady and said, Wow. It's a young lady using what she got to get what she want, but somehow I can't vilify her. It's a circumstance I can't relate to. It put things in perspective for me that 
This young lady's kind of trading her body just for the phone and the television. I had a hard time making her a bad person. 1986, y'all, over the phone and the TV. Yo, she would use the phone and just watch TV in amazement, y'all. You never know the backgrounds people come from. You never know what they have or don't have. A girl that attractive. One day I asked her, am I surprised like all these ballers? She says, yeah, they do, but they dangerous though. Like, you know, they, a lot of them is much older than me and they be in this stuff and I'm not trying to get killed, but I do like the phone and the TV. I guess a lot of guys would be like, yo, you've been playing me, you out of here. For me, it was okay. I continued to let her use my phone. I continued to let her watch TV. And we didn't last long. It's just a little fling. I guess she found somebody with a bigger TV in her. Maybe one of them cordless phones. Y'all remember the cordless phones you had to pull the antenna up with? <laughs> what year did they come out? I don't know. I had a landline, nigga. She used me for my phone and my television. And in exchange, I found out about Reverse Cowgirl. And you want to know what, folks? It was an even exchange. We'll be right back. I think we got the FB post of the week up next on the Jeff is Moody show on Beat Break Radio, FM.com. Get geared up. Natural will be popping up at about 5 o'clock or so till 6 p.m., y'all. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. WBS 87 FM. This is Atlanta's independent news station and home of the Jeff Moody show. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the up. It's the Jeff is Moody show with DJ Naturell. Come on, Moody. Let's get it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I see you. Thank you. Deep Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio live. On Reach 1. Communication station. You, you, you're, you, are listening. you are listening to Reach One Network. It's, it's everything, everything podcast. podcast. A subsidiary of Beat Break 87 FM and a Reach One communication station. Listen live on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show family. Mm, you guys enjoying so far? I know I am. Young Sean, I can't say I got played, man. I can't do it. You know, in retrospect, I, I, I think I did mention to her, you don't, we don't necessarily have to do this for you to use the phone, but because she was kind of cool, you know, but there was something that was sad about that. But at 16, with that kind of experience, I, I just went in. Mm. 1986, man. Family, y'all ready for some FB posts of the week? Now, they were going to be back to back to back to back this week. But I think I'm going to do one. I'm trying to get up out of here. I have stuff to do. 
before we even go into the main FB post of the week, let me answer this one quickly because Queen, uh, Queen Trina, she sent me this one, but she didn't say where she got it from. So I'm sorry about that, uh, guys. But she says, saw this one and was wondering if it's quite this simple. Any thoughts on this one, King? L-O-L. So the post is simply a meme or whatever it is that says it has a, you know, a real brawny guy in a, in a button up shirt and a tie. You know, good looking brother, got glasses on and he's neatly cut and everything. And the thing says, you don't have to ask a real man for nothing. They offer it. Bottom line. Anything less isn't a real man. So, uh, Trina, you know how I generally feel about these posts. Uh, they're just kind of conversation starters. But it, like, if you're asking like in a real world. It, oh, by the way, y'all, this was written, this was posted by a guy. So, Trina, it's usually a, a it's usually a couple of things, right? Maybe he really feels that way. Maybe that's just the kind of guy that he is. I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's so you don't have to. You should never have to ask a real man for anything. A real man, I guess, is just attentive enough to notice and provide upon observation. Maybe he's that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe he's like 90-something percent of the men on social media. Maybe this is a brown nose post. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, these guys do that. If, you know what's real funny? If you watch a lot of guys that, that post stuff like this, I'm not saying all of them, but if you watch a lot of guys that post stuff like this and you look at, like, their activity, they are some of the thirstiest bastards on the face of the, of the earth. They are some of the thirstiest dude, and they... They would do anything to get in the chick's, uh, what, what do y'all call that, inbox or whatever. So, I don't know. It's only one or two things. He may be a guy like that for real, or he's a brown noser. And he wants to get, get a bunch of likes from the ladies. And, you know, don't hate, don't hate the hustler. Hate the game. He may really be like that. I'll tell you this from my perspective. You better motherfucking ask a real man for some things. How the fuck he supposed to know some things? He might be overlooking something you need and you sitting there thinking you going to wait for him to offer you something he's not aware of. Fuck is wrong with you? And another thing ladies, be worth be worth a man like that. There we got too many women and men thinking that fat asses and nice cars just automatically entitle them to shit. Be the kind of woman that a real man offers you everything. You, you can't be a piece of shit broad and, and think a dude's just going to offer you everything. Although the problem is men do it. So, and that's where a lot of women get this mentality from. So Trina, that's just the way that I look at it. You know, like, you know, he might actually be that kind of guy, which is awesome. Ring the bell for him if he is, but he could possibly be a brown noser. When you find out what group you got this from, holler back at me, queen, because I like to give the groups uh, credit. Okay. So that's my, that's my take on that. Now, I had another, I had, I had two more, but I'm going to go to the third one. 
I'm going to go to the third one because this is something a lot of people go through when they're bettering themselves. Um, oh, no. You know what? Ah, yes. Here it is. Here it is, family. Here it is. So this is from the group. I really do like this group. They got some great scenario stuff here. This is from the FB group Young, Black, and Married. Ring the bell for them. And this one is titled, What Should She Do? So here's the situation. January 2018, at a rough time in my life, I met a great guy. Let's call him Don. We instantly clicked and became best friends. I fell in love with his heart. He's selfless and would do anything for me. In July of the same year, 2018, I had a health scare. I was dealing with high blood pressure, among other things. I was also 350 pounds. So I decided to make a lifestyle change. Within nine months, I had lost over 140 pounds. You go, girl, with this scenario-ass story. Well, I don't know if it's real or not, but let's, okay, you know, cool. Ring the bell. Don seemed very happy for me, but wasn't ready to make a change himself. He's a big guy. I love him regardless, so I never tried to force anything on him, but I tried to include him into things because I know his health issues as well, and I want us to live a happy, healthy life together. He asked me to marry him in August of 2020. I gladly accepted. It was one of the happiest days of my life, but now it has turned into a complete nightmare for me. He has become a literally a totally different person, and he doesn't trust me. I've never given him a reason to doubt my loyalty to him. I have never stepped out or even attempted to see what else may be out there. He claims that my weight loss has me acting like another person. I told him that this is not the case and that when I agreed to marry, I meant that. He calls me constantly throughout the day while I'm at work and claims to be checking to make sure I'm okay. Hmm. He popped up at my annual girls trip in September and ruined that. Oh, hell nah. He wants to constantly have sex before I leave the house like I'm going to ride some side dick shaking my head and now is asking me for a baby our wedding date is set for april 2021st i thought you said you got married in 2020 oh he asked you he proposed to you in 2020 okay okay the final straw was last night when we were having sex he starts crying and yelling saying that he loves me so much and i can't leave him i hugged him tight and asked him why would you feel this way he had no answers he fell asleep and never answered my question and doesn't want to talk about it now He never acted this way when I was 320 pounds. He never questioned anything ever. The constant picking with me about every little thing, saying that I'm bringing attention to myself while we are out, can't take that. The sudden mood swings, him not wanting me to leave the house without him, popping up at my job, calling constantly, and accusing me of stepping out on him are too much. It's a lot to deal with. At first, I rubbed it off as as him being a little jealous, but now it seems to have escalated into something deeper. Um, I love him. I don't want this to end, but I feel like my back is against the wall. What do you think I should do? All right, listen, your husband's uh, hating because you lost weight and he is not motivated to lose the weight or he can't. And it's bringing out the deepest insecurities in him. You know, initially, um, a lot of women and men do change. They do get very arrogant when they lose weight. But when you describe all of his behavior, that sounds more like somebody that's insecure now. Because you're handling your business and he's not handling his. Now, I can't tell you to leave your husband. I can tell you right now he's acting like a bitch-ass nigga. 
Yeah, when you talk about popping up on girls' trips, and I mean, listen, he ain't caught you cheating. You ain't. He don't have no reason to think you're doing anything. He hasn't seen anything suspicious for you. So from you, so him popping up like that is all about your weight loss. See, when you weighed all that weight, he he, he was like nobody wants her, so I'm good. Now you lose the weight and he's like, oh shit, everybody's going to want her and look at me, I'm not good. So you being bigger was better for his self-esteem, which was which is obviously very low, at least according to this. I would be willing to bet you it's low self-esteem and insecurity. So um, don't stick around where you're not happy. I don't think I read that you guys don't have kids. You know, sometimes as much as you love someone... You got to remember, if they're showing you this side of them for something like weight loss, Jesus Christ, what is it if you get a better job than him or, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, I don't know. If you love him enough, I would I would stick around for a limited time and try to work it out. But the biggest thing that he has to do is improve himself. You know, you can't be around people that don't want it. They don't have to make as much as you or be as successful as you. They just got to want it. Attractive to me is ambitious. My wife is very ambitious, and that's attractive. And she's not bad looking to boot. But but you see what I'm saying? And after she had our daughter, she she kept a couple of pounds on her. I thought she was sexy shit. She gave me a child. The fuck? And she whittled that weight down. But I I don't think I would have to ask her. I don't think I ever beat her up over that. I know I would say at a point in time, I would say, babe, come on, we got to get, you know, get a couple of pounds off. I got to get mine off too. I gained some pregnant weight. Shit. Fuck am I yelling at you for? And I'm fucked up. And we both whittled ourselves now. And you know, but it was supportive all the time. We still had sex. It did it from the 125 pound sex to the 100 whatever kind of pounds she gained sex. You know, that pre and post pregnancy sex, a little extra meat. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Don't give too much of your life to a bitch ass nigga. And you got to talk to him about being a bitch ass nigga. And if he's willing to not be a bitch ass nigga, then you may potentially have to leave that bitch ass nigga. Think about it. I hope you work that out. That was the FB Post of the Week. Big up to the group. It's the Jeff is Moody Show. We'll be right back with, uh, I don't know. Oh, a Moody moment, y'all. We'll be right back. Beat Break Radio, FM.com, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's the Jeff is Moody Show with DJ Nat Churrell. We'll return. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. Jeff On is Beat Moody. Break 87. Greetings, everyone. The Architect here, Sean Garvey from the Beat Break Morning Show and, of course, the head honcho of Reach One Communications. Listen up. I know you heard about the Podcast FM app, and I know you heard the commercials over and over and over again on how to download the app. But did you know that you can get the app from another source? What source am I talking about? I'm talking about BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Here's what you have to do. Go to the website right now, BeatBreakRadioFM.com. 
go to the radio station's homepage and click on either the Android or the iPhone icon at the top of the homepage to download your free podcast FM app now to any mobile device. It's as simple as pie. Once again, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com, click on either the Android or iPhone icon and download the app right now is podcast fm and don't forget to follow podcast fm on all social media at podcast fm now welcome back to the jeff is moody show with dj natural and it's time for a moody moment family moody moments are really just you know my thoughts on my philosophy of like recording or life or whatever the case may be and a lot of times i may have a moody moment based off a question someone asks me um especially if it's about like you know podcasting or something And I was talking to a new entry, well, someone that is thinking about becoming a new entry into the podcast game. And they were like, you know, I kind of watch some of the numbers that I guess I have access to as some of my favorite shows. And I'm like, these are great shows, but they don't get numbers. You know, I'm not being nosy when I look at them, but it's just that, you know, you got some platforms where they show you how many listens were on there. And so he was like, you know, that that's what scares me about the game is putting all my effort and heart into something and nobody is listening. And, you know, hey, that's that makes a lot of sense. And I that's what I usually hear from new uh, podcasters and broadcasters. Uh, and here's one thing that I'll say about that. You know, the Jeff is Moody show does well on beat break. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's a heavy hitter on beat break. But the Jefferson Moody Show did much better when we were like purely podcasting and not doing internet radio. We had a much bigger listenership. But let me, and the listenership on Beat Break obviously grows and keep growing. But let me tell you, when we first started podcasting with um, Next Door Neighbor Radio with Cousin Ed and DJ Naturell and myself, there was only about three people listening to the show. Hell, I don't think Naturell listened back to the show. I think it was me, Cousin Ed, and one of the homies. And I was frustrated, I think, for like a week or two. Then I got over it. You know, you start realizing that you're good at something and you realize that nothing comes easy. And, you know, it's true, man. If you build it, they will come. You just got to stick to your guns. You know, the truth of the matter about listeners is that you you got a heavy portion of listeners that are just kind of ungrateful for your work. It's just a consume. That's a consumer dynamic. You know, it's like. People want, but they don't want to give back. Like you can have, you can have a trillion people that listen to your show, and you may ask them for donations to keep it going. All of a sudden, you can't get no donation. You know, I remember doing shows, and 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 you know, have to put a replay out some weeks, or maybe I was out of town or whatever, whatever. And people like, yo, where's the show? Yo, where's the show? Where's the show? And we're like, yo, yo, throw five bucks. We'd never really ask for money, but we'd ask people to do something simple and they they couldn't do it. Because it's kind of like just gimme, 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 gimme sometimes. But if you stick to your guns and you, you'll develop a core. See, I have a core of family that listens no matter what. You know, there's still some people that, that are going to come over because believe it or not, I don't think all of our old podcast listeners are aware that I'm 100 some episodes in somewhere else. But we, we've developed a core and we're building a core and they're going to show up. They do it because they, they love the show. They love the content. 
but they do it also to support. And, and you know, those people are, that's who I do this for. Stick to your guns. Your listeners will come to you. They'll come to you. And if, and if they don't come to you, learn how to use your podcast as a calling card. You know, I've gotten a lot of opportunities where people didn't care how many people listen to the show. They listen to the content. And they find out I was a writer. Or they, and they went, hey, you being interested in doing this and doing that? I like your show. You think you could do? Use your podcast as a calling card. If it's a passion for you, do it. Don't not do it because you don't think anybody's listening. Find a reason to make it valid. Find a reason to make it work for you. Find out how to make it work for you. But if you build it, they'll come. Stay consistent and stay about yourself. Don't, don't switch your shit up too much to be like everybody else. You don't have to do celebrity gossip all the time. You don't have to meet ride like that. You can talk about life. Don't be afraid to motivate and inspire. Don't be afraid to have a nerd podcast or have a podcast that talks about education or health. Don't do what your heart tells you to do and they'll come. Your listeners will come to you. Just stay true to what you're doing. Be a leader. Don't follow. All right. That was a moody moment, y'all. We'll be right back with the world's most trifling on the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Lead. Don't follow. You're listening to Jeff is Moody Jeff on BeatBreak87. Previously on the BeatBreak Morning Show. Comedian Doodle Brown, ladies and gentlemen, so it's already in the building. I do it all. Deaf Comedy Jam, P. Diddy's Bad Boys of Comedy. What else can you do? What else can I do? Aren't you... Aren't I what? Just spit it out. A minister? I'm an ordained minister, yes. Awesome, I awesome. I did not know that. Awesome. Wow, because I was looking at... I went online, I looked at one of the videos, and it was uh, a woman who was kind of half naked, and she was up on you and stuff. And so with Lily pointing out that you are a minister, right. I'm, I'm like, okay, uh, how current was that video? How recent uh, was that video? That's that's my most recent video. <laughs> <laughs> Won't it do it? The best part of waking up isn't Folgers. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. Start your morning off right with Sean Garvey and the crew on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Follow Beat Break 87 FM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Beat Break Radio. Welcome back, family. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, as we start winding down this flight, number 106 number one internet radio program in the friendly skies want to thank you guys for joining us as usual please continue to spread the word about the jeff is movie show with dj natural on beatbreakradiofm.com do not forget to get that podcast fm app when you go to the site family it's time for the world's most trifling people the family as you all know Trifling comes in all shapes, colors, genders, and forms. Trifling also comes in all degrees of seriousness or hilarity. This segment is a crock pot of trifling. From all points of egregious to every point of foolery imaginable. Every week, and sometimes bi-weekly, I will read one to three examples of trifling human beings, and then I'll choose a winner at the end. Because Lord knows the world's not short on scumbags. And this is a story that stuck with me now for three weeks, y'all. 
And we were going to talk about it on the premiere of the Sidebar Brothers. What up, Casino? Uh, but we didn't get around to it. And this just stuck with me. Um, Harlem mom fatally shot after confronting man who groped her on the street. Uh, this is this is by way of the New York Daily News. Um, I think this happened the very first of February or maybe the last day of January or whatever. And I haven't been able to shake this, y'all. A Harlem mom was fatally shot after she and her boyfriend confronted a man who had just groped her on the street, police said Monday, as they pressed their search for the gunman. Shadina Smith left her apartment on West 150th Street near Frederick Douglas Boulevard, then rushed back to tell her boyfriend that a man had grabbed her at about 12.30 p.m. January 16th. Okay, y'all. This was January 16th. The 26-year-old boyfriend of Smith, 29, went outside and confronted the groper, sparking an argument that led to gunfire. The couple were caught in a hail of bullets inside the first floor hallway of their apartment building, cops said. The boyfriend was blasted in the chest and left arm, and Smith was struck three times in the chest. Both were taken to Harlem Hospital where Smith, the mother of a one-year-old boy, died. Her boyfriend has since been released from the hospital. Detectives found shell casings outside the building, leading them to believe that the gunman fired from outside into the into the tower. He has not been caught. A friend of the victim, Jamie Rentes, posted as part of an online fundraiser to cover funeral expenses that Smith, known as Dina to those closest to her, was a wonderful mother, daughter, wife and friend who touched the lives of those around her. She leaves behind her precious baby boy. Rentes said in a posting, uh, Dina was an amazing person with a big heart. She had a fire inside of her, which attracted anyone who crossed her path. She was funny, witty, and had such a positive vibe. Another online fundraiser aims to provide for her son. Please keep in mind a young boy growing up in this society without his mother, the organizer wrote. Having to go through the rest of his life without a mother, a friend, a provider, his everything is unimaginable you know I just you know when I said I typically don't wish death on people because I don't but I but I gotta tell y'all man I'm I'm so immature and incomplete as a human you know I'm such a I'm such a work in progress still where I, I really want that that person to die I know the shit is wrong but I just don't give a fuck You violate a woman, and I know some of you may be thinking, "See, that's how these women begin they boy, they, they they men kill." What is she supposed to do? Just take it and walk away, or run away? Like you had a gun on you, and you you groped a woman, and you're not man enough to at least when she went and got her husband, you're not man enough to at least knuckle up. It's bad enough you're a sexual assaulter. You killed the mother of a child, but forget about the mother of a child. You just killed a woman because you squoze her up against her without her permission, against her will, and she rejected you. You think that shit is manly? You new niggas, man. 
You know, over the years, there's been a lot of stories of women getting killed for rejecting men's advances. Man, I hope that out. See the neighbor. Yo, I'm telling you, man, I don't mean no harm, y'all, but motherfucking cop kill a black man. We out there. And I'm not saying this neighborhood is not out looking for this dude because a lot of these neighborhoods are like that. But we need to do everything on the motherfucking scale that we do it. And I know I know law enforcement is a different thing because they supposed to protect us. This fucking coward right here is just a coward. Yeah, the cops is more intense. But look at this. A mother's gone. Somebody's daughter is gone. Somebody's sister or friend is gone. A wife is gone because you because she rejected you. You scary niggas walking around with your guns, man. Not for proper self-defense, just because you soft. Man, that neighborhood need to deal with you, bro. They need to find you and kill you and bury you somewhere. The opinions of Jeff is Moody do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Beat Break 87, Sean Garvey, uh, uh, other programmers, uh, you know, the, the intern, Young Sean. They don't reflect nobody, dog, cat, KFC, McDonald's. Need to find you and deal with you. Next story. A couple is arrested for shooting a woman who shushed him at a movie theater. According to reports, a couple has been arrested after allegedly shooting a woman who shushed him in a movie theater. Cameron King, 20, and Yvonne Crawford, Yvonne Crawford, 22, were apprehended by U.S. Marshals in Indiana and were charged with aggravated assault in possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime. Lives traded away for bullshit. 20 and 22 lives traded away for bullshit the couple will be extradited to georgia from indiana to face charges stemming from an incident that occurred on january 9th authorities say the victim got into a brief argument with king and crawford after the couple was being too loud she said king then pulled a gun out of crawford's purse and fired the victim was struck in the shoulder but her injuries were non-life threatening thank god Who wins this week, right? This is a sweep, right? Y'all know what it is this week, right? It's the fucking coward that sexually assaults a woman and then kills her. You know, I'm an avid gun guy. I am very efficient at protecting myself and my loved ones. I'm 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 deadly efficient with my hands and my body. And I'm very efficient with a with a firearm, with a weapon. Thing about it is for me, that's always like a last resort. I'm not walking around with a gun to look for somebody I'm debating with on, on social media or somebody that fucking bumps into me. It's not what that's not what they're for. This lack of value for human life all around the board is it's amazing to me. I should be used to it. 51 years old out of New York City. We have to continuously strive to make changes here, people. It comes, it comes with our children. It comes with our responsibility to, 
to show them the right way and to show them the responsibility and love and honor and commitment to mankind and to each other. Yeah, we have pro- we have men have issues with women and we talk about them, call them out their name, whatever the case may be. And whether that's right or wrong, women do the same. But you how you you killed somebody because they rejected you. Man, you're the winner of this week's world's most trifling people and somebody know you. This no snitching shit as motherfuckers come in your communities and, and decimate We need to find you and deal with you, bro. You're this week's winner. We'll be right back with the polar opposite of trifling right here on the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. Previously on the BeatBreak Show. We got the homie AJ in the building. AJ. I can see you being in the White House. I mean, I would love Obama. to. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say myself, but yeah, I would love to go to the White House and, and sit down. Let me let me set the stage Obama. out. I'm going to pretend I'm President Obama and you AJ, all right? Okay. You ready? Yeah. Wait for it, wait for it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, AJ. Yeah. Uh, so, what does uh, AJ stand for? Uh, Apple Jacks? <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. It's 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 AXJ, AJ. It's it's what my all my friends and family call me go by AJ. So, and the X is in there. It's just for leaving my own mark while I'm here. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Would you, you, know, you would you listen to my project, The Light Bulb Moment? Would you, I got, would you uh, take it to listen? I got my copy right here. You got your copy? Yeah, me and Michelle are going to bump to it. Please yeah. do. And I want you to hit me up and tell me what you like, too. Yeah. About that. Definitely. The best part of waking up isn't Folgers. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. Start your morning off right with Sean Garvey and the crew on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Follow Beat Break 87 FM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Beat Break Radio. Well, family, welcome, welcome back. This is your captain speaking, and family, we are about to land this flight. Ah, it's been a great one, too. You guys have been great. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Please remember that you can catch us with a brand new show every Monday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That Monday show is replayed Tuesday through Friday. 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, real running time. If you should happen to miss the show all week, please take it to Spotify and put in Reach One Network. You can catch the show there. You can catch the show on TuneIn also. You can also you can always come on to uh, BeatBreakRadioFM.com and find some shows. Our family, it's been a great flight. Uh, I want to thank you all for flying Jeff is Moody Airlines and on behalf of myself, uh, you know, my co-pilot, uh, Young Sean, and all of you motherfuckers back there chilling. Uh, it's been another great one. And let's go ahead on and get this polar opposite of trifling out the way. You know, family is true. The world is full of trifling people. But let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the polar opposite of trifling. And today's polar opposite of trifling is quite simple. You just heard me talking about people kill people for rejecting their sexual assault and people that shoot people for asking them to be quiet in a movie theater. But you know what? We got so many people that are polar opposite of that. The polar opposite of trifling this week is those of us that do get along and don't tolerate this and we will fight against this kind of behavior 
this nonsense about how black men hate black women and this gender war that so many of you pathetic pieces of trash you 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 just you take it and you run with it to fill in for your your bitterness you perpetuate it you take it over the top yes we have issues amongst each other but don't act like you don't see black brothers saying good afternoon good morning to sisters calling them queen calling them sis don't act act like you don't see black men showing courtesy to black women i see it all the time where's where's your ass where do you hang at don't act like you don't see our sisters saying thank you. You say they, they take everything for granted. You you ain't never, why do I see the sisters if you, if we know we got automated doors at the supermarkets and places now because you can't depend on your, uh, the, your fellow man to hold the door open for you no more. So they made everything automated. But let me ask you, why am I the person that sees when a man steps to the side because he feels the presence of a woman behind him and he, 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 he hey, you, you first. Thank you. Have a good day. Why do I see those sisters? Why don't y'all see them? The simple courtesy is saying good afternoon or good morning to someone and they go, good morning to you too. Have a good day. Why do I always see these pleasant women? Why do I always see these pleasant men and you don't? You know what it is? It's your energy. It's who you draw. It's what you attract. And you're addicted to negative energy. So for those that are not addictive to neg negative energy, for those that are about positive energy, you are the polar opposite of trifling. For those that will not stand by and watch a woman get assaulted, you are the polar opposite of trifling. For those of us that believe in achievement and advancement, you are the polar opposite. For my multiracial circle of people for, for people around the world that regardless of your color creed or religion for those of you that are tired of the bullshit and you're standing up and you're fighting against it tired of needless racism and tired of xenophobia and tired of just this nonsense and standing up and uniting with people outside of your culture why we want to always act like that's not happening when it is You really think a Trump supporter or you really think a domestic terrorist is stronger than us all united? You're wrong. And if you think that way and you don't want nobody to convince you otherwise, then you belong on that other side. So my positive people are the polar opposite of trifling today. My beautiful people are the polar opposite of trifling today. My men that understand that a woman may not want to deal with you. So when you say, hey, she may not speak by, maybe she'll head nod you. Maybe she'll smile. That, that shouldn't cost her her life. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. You first. Here you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, you look nice today. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Those little things that mean so much. If you practice that, you are the polar opposite of trifling well family i hope you all enjoyed the show but make sure you enjoy life even more pray for love over hate peace over war and don't forget you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand family my method is my madness you might not appreciate me till i'm gone but while i'm here i'm gonna talk my shit the atl traffic mix with dj naturel is up next i love you all i appreciate you all and thanks for letting me be me see y'all next week with another hot one 
please stay tuned and keep it locked right here for more outstanding talk and musical programming on Beat Break 87FM, BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Hey, yo, Sean Garvey. Bruh. I told you when I come back, I come back, man. We got another one. See y'all next week. Love y'all. Jeff is Moody. Out. Family. Let's all pray for humanity. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Previously on the Beat Break Morning Show. King Malachi on the telephone line. What's good, King? I'm good. How you doing? How's everybody? Once they pop in the Love Chronicles CD... There's going to be a lot of sex in the room, a lot of babies being made. Exactly. This is that music. But the spirit of lust is in there a little something too. Don't get it twisted. But this is... It's just, we gonna go deeper, man. You got Alexandria. She's our news reporter here on the Beat Break Morning Show. You got her fanning now. She she cannot wait to listen to the album. Oh, appreciate the love. Yeah. I got you, Marvin. I got you. Trust me. Alexandria, calm down. Calm down, Alexandria. I know you got I know you got a boyfriend and everything, but this is King Malachi's time. <laughs> the best part of waking up isn't Folgers. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. Start your morning off right with Sean. Garvey and the crew on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Follow BeatBreak87FM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BeatBreakRadio. You know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that situation when you got, we, we are living in a war zone. It's not as easy as these people are making us think that they just got some criminal-ass black kids with guns. It is not like that. We live in hell. We live in the gutter. We got us stacked up 80 deep in one building. You know, by the time you get out your house, you strapped to protect yourself because you're living in the same community that the police is carrying rifles and riot gear. Same. They need them. Right. Excuse my language. I'm so sorry. The same reasons they need the riot hat, the riot jacket, the flak jacket, the double vest, the nine millimeter glocks with extra bullets, the tear gas, the mace, all that. Who do you think the police is using that against? Dogs? So we fighting the same villains that they fight in the street. But instead of them seeing us fighting villains in the street, we all villains. Is your generation the one that is picking up for where the Panthers left off saying, all right, enough is enough. The generation before us forgot about the fight. We're picking it back up. Not only forgot about the fight, forgot about us. Yes. And we're picking it back up. But at this level, all we're trying to do is unite. And right now, as a year, we got a million people that's listening. Now we can tell them something. Now we can try to get them that way. And we might lose some. We might gain some. But we would never even have that audience had we not said what was real. You know what I'm saying? And the main thing for us to remember is that the same crime element that white people are scared of, black people are scared of. The same crime element that white people fear, we fear. So we defend ourselves from the same crime element that they scared of. You know what I'm saying? While they waiting for, to, for legislation to pass and everything, we next door to the killer. We next door to him. You know, because we up in the projects where it's 80 in the building. All them killers that they letting out, they right there in that building. But it's better just because we black, we get along with the killers or something. We get along with the rapists because we black and we from the same hood. What is that? We need protection too. Finally, I want to ask you about something that someone else asked you in the interview and I thought the answer was interesting because I think it speaks to you and your generation a lot. Someone said, where do you see Tupac 10 years from now? You said, hey, I just want to be alive. That's real for you. That's so real. 
I can't. I, I made a metamorphosis. I'm a new person today, because I used to strongly and honestly, honestly, I feel like I could represent my generation so much because I honestly did not care whether I lived or died. But now I cannot die with people thinking I'm a rapist or a criminal. I can't leave until this is straight. You know, I'm not suicidal. I'm not. I can't go until y'all really know what time it is. And then after that, boom, it's all over, and we can see, you know, how this shit fall. But that's how it is. And the reason being is because if I can't live free, if I can't live with the same respect as the next man, I don't want to be here. Because God has cursed me to see what life should be like. If God wanted me to be this person and be happy here, He wouldn't let me feel so oppressed. He wouldn't let me feel so trampled on. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't let me think the things I think. So. I feel like I'm doing God's work. You know what I'm saying? Just because I don't have nothing to pass around for people to put money in the bucket don't mean I ain't doing God's work. I feel like I'm doing God's work. You know what I'm saying? Because these ghetto kids ain't God's children. And I don't see no missionaries coming through there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing God's work. While Rev Reverend Jackson do his shit up in the middle class and he go to the White House and have dinner and pray over the president, I'm up in the hood, you know what I'm saying, doing my work with my folks. And just because I don't live there don't mean I don't go there. I got to go there because I can't hang nowhere else. What would a Vietnam vet be like without a sergeant, without any backup, without any other soldiers, nobody but a Vietnam vet in Vietnam, when he came home, how would he be? And that's me. I had to go through all that street, war, everything, the same drugs that everybody else get turned out on. You know, where I would have been stopped shorted, I made it past. And here's where I am. But because I made it past, I missed some lessons. You know what I'm saying? And you can see the lessons that I miss when you talk to me. You can see where, where I haven't had a father when you talk to me. You know what I'm saying? You can see where I spent a lot of my time in the streets when you talk to me. Because the words that I say are not words that come from a mother's mouth or a father's mouth. It's words that come from a pimp's mouth or a prostitute or a hustler or a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? But to me, these were my role models. How much of that, though, in terms of growing up without a father, sometimes not being with your mother, do you, do you lament on and look back and say, damn, I, I missed something big? Everything. I, um, I know for a fact that had I had a father, had I had someone, and I hate saying this because white people love hearing black people talk about this, but had I had a father, had I had some of these opportunities, I'd have been able to help my mother more. She wouldn't have went the road she went. I could have been a better son. You know what I'm saying? She wouldn't have went that road. It was the absence of my father. You know what I'm saying? I'm dealing with him being daddy not being there. My mother's dealing with him being my man not being there. You know, so many problems in our community that, that um, affect everything. So by me not having that, I ain't never want to hear nothing about no kind of relationships between a black man and a black woman. I knew they didn't work. Because as far as I knew, my daddy was the coolest dude out there. And my mama was a panther. So if they didn't work, it don't work. That's how I felt. You know what I'm saying? And going out there, you know what I'm saying? It's like watching my mother just go through changes and everything. It's like my mother's my partner. She's a soldier. You know, she's a soldier like I'm a soldier. You know, and I, I watched the, the, the game that she went through. If I, I would have went the same way my mother went had not she did her route and showed me which, where it went wrong with her. My mother always told me, don't you ever, ever just um, volunteer yourself to our people because they'll use you. That's what they do. You know what I'm saying? She, never, she also told me to uh, follow my heart and for me to be the leader. But it's interesting to see just the change in your face, your reaction, your, your, your thought process. That's all I ever wanted to do, ask my mama. I wanted to go to college. I went to school all the way and was ready to go to college. The only thing that stopped me was money. The time we, all, of my, all the kids in my school was writing applications to go to college, I didn't have no lights and no electricity. And that ain't my mama's fault. You know what I'm saying? So when I think back to that, I'm not thugging for me. I'm thugging for my family. 
I pay all the bills. You know what I'm saying? I, I feed my whole family. Wrong or right, I do. And I can't stop. You know what I'm saying? And if thugging is going to make me a million bucks, because it just got me platinum, then that's what I got to do constantly. And if it makes me feel, because right now, I feel satisfied. I don't feel like I've ever embarrassed myself or my people, you know, in nothing that I've done. And yet and all, I got the whole world fearing me. You know what I'm saying? At 23, weighing 160 pounds, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't even started. I haven't even rolled my plan out yet, and they scared. I got the vice president know who I am, the president, every cop in every city, you know what I'm saying? And I haven't even started working out a plan. I have something to offer the business that hasn't been shown before. You know, I have a whole energy that represents not just black youth, but white youth, Mexican youth, youth, you know what I'm saying? That, that, um, that change right before you go from being 18 and unresponsible to when you go to being like 21, 22, and the whole world's on your shoulders. Um, I, I believe strongly that um, my audience empathize with me because I show that side. I show that emotion raw, uncut, good and bad. And so I think I can bring that um, more funnel, more um, directed into screenplays, more albums, producing, managing, you know what I'm saying? If I can um, figure out just how to control it, I can, uh, I can use it on a lot of different levels. I trip off, because it happens out of nothing. It just goes, you know, everybody just be screaming and happy, and I just trip, I, I get uncomfortable. And I, it's like, it's like um, similar to a deer being caught in the, in the headlights. I just freeze, you know, and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should um, be what they want me to be, or if I should make them hate me so they can stop. You know, like say something mean so they can just stop. But I, I'm often, I'm just like caught in the middle of it, because it's, it's you can't, it's, I mean, no one can do that. Police can't do that. They can't stand in front of all those people and control them with a gun and mace and all that. So me with just words, it's like a, um, a battle to find the right words to say at the right time. I'm, I'm curious, when you, when you think about the idea that you do have that kind of control over so many people, uh, in, in one sense, the whole idea of being a role model comes up in the imagery. And a lot of people who know you, and I talked to them beforehand, suggested that, hey, you know, when you meet him, he's going to be something entirely different than you imagine, hmm. and what the media is portraying him. What about that idea that that you have been portrayed? And sometimes, I mean, to be honest, you like the portrayal of you just hard. That's right. Thug, That's right. Don't step on me. That's right. You're in trouble. That's right. Yet there's another side to you too. Mm -hmm. What about that idea that you've got to be able to figure out where you're going? Um. To me, it's like, um, it is my sensitive side that, um, that likes to blow up the hard side. Because if my, if, I can, if my image or my reputation can stop a confrontation before it happens, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? I know how it is day to day. It's a constant um, man ego check going on in this street, in this world. So part of that is just like, you know, that's my, that's my, my resume. But as far as the media, they look at it as something different. They don't care about my resume. They don't care about me not getting in trouble. It's just another story, you know, and it's, it's a real story. They don't have to pay for it, and they're going to milk it for all it's worth. As far as people, they want me, when they first see me, to humble myself. They want me to be like this and da-da-da just because they're scared of me. But I don't feel like that's my job, to humble myself to show you that I'm not a threat. I'm not a threat unless you're a threat to me. You know what I'm saying? So when people say, when you meet Pop, he's different than he is because when somebody one-on-one, -on -one, anybody one-on-one, -on -one, I believe, honestly, that I can talk. I believe that I have the ability to reason. I have logic. I have compassion. I have understanding. If we talk, there's no problems. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's not what happens. People use what they heard in the media, and that's how they come at me. And then, you know, we got a clash. One of the things that you read in the media is that you're angry, that you personify your generation, that you just got some angry folks out there, and you're one of them. I'll put it to you. Are you angry? Are you angry with what you see society is about? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely angry, confused. You know, um, a lot of the times that I sat up in court, I couldn't defend myself, you know what I'm saying? And it, was, it wasn't like the things they were saying about me were beyond my comprehension or um, the things that I could say weren't going to help my case. But because, I mean, I was, it's like being exiled, you know, from, from society. And that's how I feel. And this whole um, the anger comes from I'm tired of waiting for my past to get into society. All I ever wanted to do was make um, me and everybody around me feel more comfortable about where we were. You know what I'm saying? About the places that we stay. Where we, this is our home base. Let's build it up. Let's be happy about where we come from. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to assimilate and um, get a pass key to where they at. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that everything needs to be separate, but we got to find pride in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and once you get the pride, like damn near two seconds after the pride comes anger from being held like that for so long and to be made to go through those changes, you get mad, you know what I'm saying? As soon as, I believe as soon as any black man receives his first three checks, he starts getting mad. Because it's not about the necessity of having to have a job and having to pay and having to do that. You don't care no more about the smiles and the, you know, yes, master, because you done got paid. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like you want to save money. You want to help other people. When you see how, how far it is, how far you have to go to help anybody in your neighborhood. It's set up for me when I get paid for me to exit the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? The only reason I've had these problems is because I haven't left yet. And these problems don't come from a white man. It comes from just society, the problems that we have. Let me put this to you. A lot of people tell me. Tupac is, for the most part, a nice guy. This old thug thing, hype. Hmm. Good for record sales. Mm -hmm. uh, helps him identify with the young people who are out there and angry, who would maybe label him a sellout like they did Hammer if he didn't mm -hmm. have that hard mm -hmm. side. What about that? First of all, nobody could call me a sellout. I'm not, I'm not going for that. I'm not even in that. I'm not, I'm not looking for approval from the black community because we don't give approval. You know, we don't really do nothing but exist. So it's not like I'm, black people could tell me, you a sellout or you true blue. You know what I'm saying? It's not that. I'm not even caught up in that. But um, I can see that, you know what I'm saying? The one thing we do have in common as black people is we share that poverty. So the thug side is more closer to the poverty than me being rich. You know, how can I come to any community center, you know what I'm saying, sporting a, a Rolex presidential, all these diamonds, and be like, look, we, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> gotta, gotta. <laughs> but now, when I say we, they know what I mean. I'm not saying, like, I live in this neighborhood, and I'm, but I'm a thug, and they thugs. They can relate to it. I don't even have to say that, you know what I'm saying? When I come, I don't have to say I'm real. They already know that, you know what I'm saying, from, from me, from me being me, from not pushing the thugness, but I know from the business that everybody in this business is always whispering in your ear about what you can't say, what you can't do, what you can't wear in this world and in this world. It's two worlds, a white world and a black world. All I did was stand in the middle, you know what I'm saying, and, and say I'm, I'm living in these, but I'm living in both worlds. I, I can go to the streets and survive and I can go out here and do my business out here. I'm play devil's advocate again. Right. Critics say, yeah, but you're being pimped. You're being pimped by the record, record executives who will allow you to do your thug life because it portrays a certain black. I mean, you've heard it, yeah. that if you were just a singer, 
you wouldn't have the same record contracts you have. Right. But because you portray the thug life, the gangster rap, they've allowed you to make that money. They've allowed you to push and make your platinum. I beg to differ. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting pimped. That's true. But um, just like how a, how a woman would be, you know what I'm saying? Anybody would be pimped. You know, it's like, it's not that you get pimped. It's how long you get pimped. You know what I'm saying? Because if you really look at this situation, it is not I who's being pimped. When you look at them white kids with Raiders hats on, it's the white folks getting pimped. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm making their future. I'm writing down their curriculum. Right now, what I write in my album today, when it comes out in two months, that's what white kids is doing. So who really is getting pimped? I'll be, I'll be, I'll, what I'm writing in my raps is what them white kids is going to be saying to their mamas and daddies when they come home. Who is getting pimped? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a high school dropout. You know what I'm saying? As far as my teacher told me when I was in high school, I ain't going to be You know what I'm saying? I just got to, it's going down. You know what I'm saying? It's going down. <laughs> you know, everybody's getting pimped. Whether you work a nine to five or whether you work for yourself, you're getting pimped by somebody. That's not, the, that's not the crime. The crime is how long you allow yourself to get pimped. You have to come up. Everything is a come up. Everything is a struggle. You start from the bottom, work it to the top. The press and the media make you think that a black man arming himself is illegal or criminal or that he wants to arm himself to rob a liquor store or something. You know what I'm saying? That is for me to defend myself, and it should always be. It's just about surviving, you know, and we have to be honest about the tools that we use to survive. And why is a black life um, any, any more recuperable than a white life? You know what I'm saying? We know that they don't put the same security in the ghetto that they do in the, whites, in, the, in, in the white neighborhoods. So therefore, for me to be out here saying don't, you know, put your guns down and no violence, that's hypocritical. And if I didn't talk about the violence, everybody would act like the violence wasn't there. We, as rappers, bought that violence. We, we bought the, the violence that we've seen on the street. We put in our records, put in our records for years. And after three, four years, people first, finally starting to see it because of all the statistics that's going on in the streets. If we stop talking about it, then they wouldn't take statistics. And when they stop taking statistics, then we'd be killing each other in the street, and these white people wouldn't care no more. Only people they, only reason they care is because, you know, there's been some strays, and we done slipped over in the white neighborhoods. And there's kids in Iowa that want to be like us. You know what I'm saying? There's kids in, in Indiana that's trying to be like us because they can relate too. You know what I'm saying? You even admit it. I don't live in that neighborhood anymore. There's no real reason for you to carry a 9mm. Don't believe that. Why? In, in two years, I've had a gun pulled on me by my limo driver, by police, by everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I better be. I better be. You know what I'm saying? I've been attacked. You ain't read the papers about these skinheads trying to blow up black churches. Why? They see me as the enemy just like y'all do. You know what I'm saying? They can come to my house and sit outside my house just like anybody else can. A skinhead. And once my life is gone, it's gone. Can't nobody give it back to me. Not the judge, not the president, not the governor, not Calvin Butts, not Jesse Jackson. They can't do nothing but come to my funeral and talk pretty about how black people suffer. You understand? And as far as Jesse Jackson, my first acting job was at the Apollo Theater when Jesse Jackson was running for president in 1984. It hurts me for him to say anything negative about any rapper because we supported him. He should support us. You know what I'm saying? As far as his image, you know what I'm saying? What was he? What was he doing? You know, he should be the last person talking about gun violence when he sat right there while Martin Luther King caught one in the neck. You know what I'm saying? It, it, things ain't really changed that much. I swear to God, nothing I ever say is meant to be um, something where innocent people get hurt. Nothing I ever say is meant to be like a end all, let's go do it right now. Nothing. Everything I ever say 
And if, if, if any, this is so we can set it clear, anything I ever say as it pertains to, um, to, to my peers and, and, and um, being strapped is only in self-defense. You know what I'm saying? Because my, right now where I'm at, the world is harsh. And I just don't got no beautiful stories. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just be getting them ready. Because that's why I think I messed up. If somebody would have grabbed me, pulled me to the side, and been like, look, Tupac, as soon as you step out here, they're going to be at you. If somebody would have explained it to me, I wouldn't have took the same mistakes. But I made those mistakes. And that was my job to stop somebody else from making those same mistakes. To lay it out. To lay out the real map on the world and how it is. Everything I'm saying is a warning, is, 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 is a plea for help. If everybody is so goddamn worried about me, why ain't nobody came to help me? You know what I'm saying? I never wanted to be no star. This ain't my job. I care if everybody don't cheer for me. You know what I'm saying? If you're not cheering for me for what I'm doing, don't cheer for me. Don't cheer because you think I'm cute. You know what I'm saying? Screw that. Cheer for me for what I'm doing, for what I stand for. And when I go to jail, you should cheer louder. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm standing up for what I do. I'm not robbing nobody, not stealing from nobody. I never took nothing. Everything I do, I do to represent my people. I do because I think this is what they want me to do. We killing each other because we killing ourselves. We not when a man, when another man. I know I've been in a position. It don't. It's, not, it's out of our control. It's not like he wants to kill. He just doesn't want to die. You know what I'm saying? It's that. It's that situation when you got. We we are living in a war zone. It's not as easy as these people are making us think that they just got some criminal ass black kids with guns. It is not like that. We live in hell. We live in the gutter. We got us stacked up 80 deep in one building. You know, by the time you get out your house, you strapped to protect yourself. Because you're living in the same community that the police is carrying rifles and riot gear. Same, they need them riot, riot, excuse my language, I'm so sorry. The same reasons they need the riot hat, the riot jacket, the flak jacket, the double vest, the 9mm Glocks with extra bullets, the tear gas, the mace, all that. Who do you think the police is using that against? Dogs? So we fighting the same villains that they fight in the street. But instead of them seeing us fighting villains in the street, we all villains. Is your generation the one that is picking up for where the Panthers left off saying, all right, enough is enough. The generation before us forgot about the fight. We're picking it back up. Not only forgot about the fight, forgot about us. Yes. And we're picking it back up. But at this level, all we're trying to do is unite. And right now, as a year, we got a million people that's listening. Now we can tell them something. Now we can try to get them that way. And we might lose some. We might gain some. But we would never even have that audience had we not said what was real. You know what I'm saying? And the main thing for us to remember is that the same crime element that white people are scared of, black people are scared of. The same crime element that white people fear, we fear. So we defend ourselves from the same crime element that they scared of. You know what I'm saying? While they waiting for, to, for legislation to pass and everything, we next door to the killer. We next door to them, you know, because we up in the projects where there's 80 in the building. All them killers that they letting out, they right there in that building. But it's better just because we black, we get along with the killers or something. We get along with the rapists because we black and we from the same hood. What is that? We need protection, too. Finally, I want to ask you about something that someone else asked you in the interview and I thought the answer was interesting because I think it speaks to you and your generation a lot. Someone said, where do you see Tupac 10 years from now? He said, hey, I just want to be alive. That's real for you. That's so real. I can't, I made a metamorphosis. I'm a new person today because I used to strongly and honestly, honestly, I feel like I could represent my generation so much because I honestly did not care whether I lived or died. But now I cannot die with people thinking I'm a rapist or a criminal. I can't leave until this is straight. 
You know, I'm not suicidal. I'm not, I can't go until y'all really know what time it is. And then after that, boom, it's all over. And we can see, you know, how this shit fall. But that's how it is. And the reason being is because if I can't live free, if I can't live with the same respect as the next man, I don't want to be here. Because God has cursed me to see what life should be like. If God wanted me to be this person and be happy here, he wouldn't let me feel so oppressed. He wouldn't let me feel so trampled on. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't let me think the things I think. So I feel like I'm doing God's work. You know what I'm saying? Just because I don't have nothing to pass around for people to put money in the bucket don't mean I ain't doing God's work. I feel like I'm doing God's work. You know what I'm saying? Because these ghetto kids ain't God's children. And I don't see no missionaries coming through there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing God's work. While Rev Reverend Jackson do his up in the middle class and he go to the White House and have dinner and pray over the president, I'm up in the hood, you know what I'm saying, doing my work with my folks. And just because I don't live there don't mean I don't go there. I got to go there because I can't hang.